You're very welcome to the Cheltenham special edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Uh, we will have and be joined by a very special guest later on and that will be Rich Ritchie. Can't wait to catch up with him about some of his Cheltenham runners and a little update as well about what BetBright will be getting up to at the Cheltenham Festival. But this is a revolving door preview. Joining me in the studio and all the way through will be Dermot Nolan. Dermot, how are you? I'm fine, Dean. And we're gonna, yeah, I'm really good. And we're gonna take the day by day with, um, well, a plethora of our guests that we've had over the national hunt season so far. First up, it is Noel Hayes. Noel, greetings, gents. Are we ready to go for day one of the Cheltenham Festival? Oh yes, champion at the bit. I bet. We all know where we're gonna start. It's probably the the race that gets talked about the most in the build up to every Cheltenham Festival because you have the championship races, but everyone talks about the Supreme. It is the opener. Let's kick off with the Supreme. Noel, I let you go first. Oh my god, the supreme novice hurdle! This is like a, it's like a spaghetti junction or a big massive fucking roundabout because I've I've gone around it um, so often. So here's where I've here's where I've landed. Um, I was a huge and still remain a huge uh, moon racer fan. Um, I think um, he's got course form, which is always very valuable. Um, you know, he's beaten the likes of Ballyandy fair and square. Um, he's probably the best the British have to put forward for it but um, and I have backed him just the other day non-runner no bet 5-1 to one. it looks almost certainly he's going to go for the champion hurdle does uh, which look they own the horse they can do what they want so more luck to them if that's the route to go uh, I think he uh, will struggle to be mapped in that race but kick on lads so if he's not going I had to get on to some of my moles and spies and um I was quite liking Bunk Off Early, but I was told in no uncertain terms that Bunk Off Early isn't fit to give Melon a lead. Um, and that the vibes coming out of Close Sutton on Melon are scary, to say the least. And he's 4 to 1, and I have to admit, I haven't backed him at 4 to 1. Uh, it's probably okay, just. Uh, it's no better than that. Would it be. You know, I think when declarations come true, he's going to be a much shorter price. He probably will drift a little bit, but um, I wouldn't be telling anyone to to sell their soul on him. But I guess in the face of uh, of the of, of of what's been put forward to me, um, he's the one to beat. What if uh, a Neon Wolf turns up in this race and there is a little bit of juice in the ground? There isn't at the minute enough juice maybe for Neon Wolf to turn up there. But if it does turn up there, change your views? No. Doesn't. Uh, no, he won't. So I don't. Think, I don't believe he'll turn up there, and yeah. it doesn't change my views. Demo. Yeah, Dean. This this race again. I've just been going around, around, around with it, and I've kind of I keep landing on nothing. Um, as I said a few weeks ago, I backed Bunk off early, a bit of rush of blood to the head after that. A delight run. It was a massive run. Um, I've kind of been hearing similar that they can't not see Mellon winning, which is a big, big shout. Um, it's a race, Dean. I've never gone into a supreme without a massive, massive view, and this year, Dean, I, I just don't have one. Um. I can see move with the times running very very well that was the one I was going to throw at you because the Ballyandy form and that big handicap that they ran in is a decent marker for this race when you look at a lot of horses at the top with limited experience move with the times value I think it is but the rating they were on they had every right to, to be where they were they did. it was a very bad bit for Hurdle as well um, and the two of them were just the class acts in it the two of them travelled really well Ballyandy was just that bit tougher in the finish move with the times definitely lugged in as well um, if he went if he managed to get that out of him, Paul Nichols is bullish about him. But again, I've, I haven't heard a horse that Paul Nichols isn't bullish about. Um, and um, I like him. But again, Dean, I couldn't recommend a bet on him. And I think I have my two anti-post bets. A small one on Mellon being the mug I am. And a, um, 
a bet on Bunkoff early and to be honest I think I might just leave it at that thing I, yeah, my, my main view on this is that Bunkoff early is going to be absolutely in bits coming to the second last the sprinter going in the in the Supreme Novice is going to have all sorts of trouble I think moving the time is the only bit of value left in the field but if Mellon does but no with, with everyone talking about Mellon being you know probably as good as previous winners if they are thinking that I can't see him going bigger than four four to one in a day oh no he certainly won't but I, but I believe he will shorten at declaration stage and then drift and probably drift a little bit on the day because okay. I mean everyone has gone in there with full satchels nobody has laid a winner yet or backed a loser fair enough um, and I think if you're a bookmaker on the absolute face of it if you're a bookmaker I think you have to take Mellon on um, I think the guys on course will be willing to take him on he's won a bad maiden hurdle got over the let's profile. be realistic yeah, yeah. you've yeah. got to with the profile uh, just one horse before we move on from the Supreme Highbridge who you waxed lyrical about before on here Damo um, not going to interest you at, at rag odds look he's a very good horse um, he really is again Dean what I've said all the way along I have a big issue with an amateur jockey uh, with limited experience if it was Jamie Codd or Derek O'Connor I'd say no problem but it's Alex Ferguson. He's had a few rides, uh, mostly for his father, uh, winning bad races around uh, Sedgefield, etc. Last year, he's obviously been half retained by the owners, who were the same owners as John Trainfer. Um, like the horse, he's probably still off. If, if Mellon is top class, he'd be just off him anyway. He's an each way bet, but the jockey completely turns me off that horse thing. If Mellon goes and wins this Supreme, he's a champion hurdle horse for next year. And there's one horse there that's actually very, very talented, and he's just mental, and that's LeBake. If he Move was actually on, on run. To, and, and swiftly on to the uh, to the Arkle. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Damon. Um, Arkle, uh, this, this should be quick. Um, it's probably a betting without race now. Altio's been so, so good. He's going to line up in the Arkle. I think he'd go off 1-3, to 1-4 to four in the day. Uh, you know what? He'll... Uh, two's on will be available on the day. Yeah. Uh, again, for all, all the same reasons people say, bloody hell, a novice can't be 1-3. to three. you got to take him on, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um... There isn't a price I'd lay him at. I just think he wins this. Me too. Um, and enjoy him. Enjoy the spectacle, and hopefully he does win it. And he look forward to him as a as a mature chaser next year. Hopefully take on the likes of Duvan. Yeah, let's hope so. Should we, should we, for the purposes of you know being good sports, should we try and pick the second here? Something that's not ridden to mix it without two. I think we'll finish second. What is that horse? Uh, a hair breath. Yeah, would have been my pick too. Would uh, he's out the Grand Annual now? Is he? Yeah, he's going for this. He's going for this. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah I would have liked him in a handicap, um, but the, um, yeah, Dean, no, I really don't know, Ordinary World, Jones very, very well, he could be one of the massive price to maybe follow him home, yeah. going for a place, and Royal Caviar, I know he fell last time, but he jumps very well, other than that, and the two of them could be two, maybe, to chase him home, but um, I don't, I won't be playing here at all. No. I'll be enjoying him as an all set. Let's just hope we see uh, another superstar, uh, rock star effort from Altior in the Arkle. The old team of handicap chase. Now, this has had a little bit of a chance to settle down since we would have all last discussed the race. Uh, Demo, I'll let you fire away with the old teamer. Yeah, look, it's a really good race. Um, I tend to approach a lot of the handicap chases at Cheltenham looking for novices. Um, I just seem to think that they. It's hard for the handicapper to get a proper grip on them. Um, saying that. I like Noble Endeavour, I can see why he's fancied, but again, of 11 on 6, it's high enough for him, um, in my opinion. I like 007, I'll leave Noel, I imagine Noel likes him as well, because he, he fancied him for the RSA earlier on in the year. And um, again, Holywell's in of a decent mark as well again, Dean. Um, he's probably getting on a bit now. And look, the one I was looking at, uh, just as a bit of a dark one, if he was to run here, would be 
road to respect. I think the uh, trip are doing well. I think Noel Mead actually will have a decent festival. Um, he was a decent second last time at Navin when just, you know, it was behind Acapella Bourgeois, he was 22 lengths behind, but <laughs> that day it all got away from him. I just think he's been half, half put forward for a race like this and as I said, 16 or 20 to 1, I could see a reason why he'll, he'll run well then. No, are you going to kick off with 007 or have you got, you probably got a couple of darts in this, have you? I've, ba- I've had two bets in this race. Yeah. Um, I've backed 007 mm-hmm. and I've backed Ibis de Ray. Um, Thunder stolen on <laughs> this side of the desk. Yeah, yeah. So there, I've had, I've had two bets, uh, anti-post, but non-runner, no bet. Uh, I believe both those horses could start single figures on the day. Yeah. Um, Noble Endeavour, some good judges putting them up. I think you need something up your sleeve here uh, to win a race like this, and I'm not sure he has something up his sleeve unless he's just an absolute class act and is a, a genuine graded horse. Yeah. Um, Holy well, uh, just because uh, Dermot mentioned him. Uh, it was said last week uh, I can't remember who exa- who told me last week when I was in London doing the previews that John Joe has said this horse is like working fantastic he's in as good a form he's ever been in Hell but, surprise. but he's, a, he's a complete monkey he is he, you know, and will he put it in on the track uh, or not he's probably handicapped uh, to go well and I should say that uh, Nico um, who was on the panel with us in Mayfair last week had a good chat with him and uh he would give you the warm and fuzzies about 007. Okay. So that was Well, good. if you go back to the day when he won at Cheltenham and I think it was the day Barters um, Hill pulled That's up. That's right. <clears throat> that was a, a mighty impressive performance. Even though he drifted away towards the, the side, he had no company. Like, if he could reproduce that run, it's a big chance in this. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, I think both, both of those horses are backed. I expect them both to start single figures on the day. So yeah. I think there's plenty of value there if somebody wants to get involved. No, well, I mean, if I'm not on 007, I'm definitely on Ibis de Rare. You remember him trying to mix it with Thistlecrack earlier in the season and he's one horse that, you know, kind of got a little bit beat up by Thistlecrack. But, you know, he was there pitching for a little while. I was very impressed. I think there's loads more to come from him. I think, I think Ibis de Rare is, a, is a, an interesting study of, of Paul Nichols. Yeah. Insofar as that a few years ago, I think Paul Nichols would have campaigned this horse to be an RSA horse. Yes. Um, but I think... Paul now understands that if he's to get on the scoreboard at Cheltenham um, and he only has essentially one dart for the RSA, which is Ibis DeRay, I think he's been a little bit more canny in terms of how he's campaigned him and got a mark for him to try and take advantage of that in a race like the Ultima. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, I don't think he's running in this race by accident is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm completely on side. He's one of my main picks for the first day at the festival. Let's move on to... Well, the race that's been falling apart all year and now has a bunch of odd candidates lining up for it is the champion hurdle. Um, no, you can kick off with a champion. Yeah, I mean, I had a good study of this race the other day and um, I just really like Janworth. Um, oh. I think uh, I think I seem to recall being on a podcast somewhere <laughs> back before Christmas, and somebody was putting him up for the cha- uh, the, the the stairs hurdle, and there was a proper judge on it who said, "No, no, he's going. Garn, he's going for the champion." Is that right, Dean? <laughs> yeah, All right, that's, that's correct. That's right. That's okay. Correct, yeah. And I all, Nichols Cannon was mentioned in the same podcast, and he's got taken. He's not even running in the champion hurdle. <clears throat> he's going for the stairs, eh? But um, I just thought, I just like Janworth. I. This isn't going to be pretty, right? Um, I really desperately want Vroom Vroom Mag to run in this race uh, because I think she can win it. She uh, deserves a crack at a race like this. Yeah, and the seven pound, uh, the seven pound allowance is massive for her. The way I read the Vroom Vroom Mag limiting situation in relation to the Mirror's Hurdle is that 
if Vroom Vroom runs in this, it means Limini is 100%. If Vroom Vroom doesn't run in this, it means Limini is not 100%. Yeah, and they they may both well run in the same race, or they may keep Limini for the entry hurdle or something like we that. We will ask. We will ask Rich. We will ask, ask the man himself. Yeah, we will. but um, as I said, I'd love to see Vroom Vroom run in this, and uh, if he does or if she does, uh, I think she can win it. But for me, Jan Worth, brain power, single figure odds. You have no brain power if you believe that's the correct um, the correct price you should be. There's very little depth in this race, guys. I'm, brain power uh, to me looks like a typo on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, if it was running Kempton, maybe uh, you might give him a bit more of a, of a squeak. But um, th- this is a, there's no depth in the race, guys. No, I, I agree with that, and I, I know Demo's mad, mad keen on Bouvardier. So Demo, I'm gonna agree pretty much what you say. So I'll let you say it. Yeah, I just think Bouvardier is the flashy type that you want in a champion hurdle. Uh, my problem with Janwert is if. If Jan were there jumping the last and he's two or three lengths down, he'll outstay them all. And that's, that's the simplicity of it. My issue is, I don't think he will be. In the bumper in the Neptune last year, granted, he was five wide and Barry probably didn't give him the best of eyes that day. It kind of went wrong for him. But still, and he was beaten by a machine. He, yeah. He was beaten by an absolute machine. But he's doing his best work late on, again. And uh, he did the same in the bumper. He's done it in all three runs this year. Granted, again, that the two tracks he would have ran on the last two times definitely wouldn't have suited him. But I just think Janworth will be flashing home again, like the new one in his first champion hurdle for third. Um, I just don't think... Janworth's going to need the best round of jumping he's put in to be close enough, I think, at last. And his, his jumping hasn't improved from his novice days. He still looks green jumping hurdle. Um, I just think Bouvard Air has uh, that form beating Petit Mouchoir last year. Now, Limini was over the top. I, I wouldn't say a word about her in that and in the Supreme Noel Feely got it all wrong I mean he was he was a good few lengths behind Min and he closed on Min coming to the end to be a length and a half behind Min Altior's an absolute freak there's no harm in being seven lengths behind him we were there for me he jumps he jumps brilliantly now he only had one run this year but he travelled the whole way through it he travels like a champion hurdle horse and for me Dean at 4-1 to one, I just think he's an absolutely stunning bet he yeah. will not be mapped in really? this Particularly if second it, person who said that to me today. Particularly if it's on good yeah, ground. Yeah, the second person I've heard from was Partic- on good ground. Yeah. Pa- particularly if, if if it turns up good ground as we would expect, good ish ground as we would expect. Listen, if the pace is rain choose the morning, plow on lads, kick on. But on good ground, I just can't see this horse being mapped. That's bold. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have an issue with him. I don't. I don't mind when it comes. Out. I think it won't be much better than the act. Supreme last year, will it? He didn't win the Supreme last year. He did not win the Supreme. Some people say he was outpaced. Uh, I would say he he closed on an injured horse up the hill. Uh, He was clear of Tombstone, North Hill Harvey, Petit Mouchoir. He had an awful lot of perspective winners. We know Min's a good horse, but he must be an extremely good horse to finish what he's seven lengths behind Outlaw injured. Like all he, got a course he's a cracking yeah, horse but sure, maybe he was I thought Bouvray there wasn't given the best of rides either he could have been no I, I, I concur with that yeah, I concur yeah. with that I, I think that's the best bit of Formula Racing you've got the best traveller I think you've probably got Noel Feely back on board it's a good sign if Yamworth is within a couple of lengths of last then he can win if he's not Bouvray wins that's my view I think yeah. Pet- Petty and Brainpower are going to get I don't think Petty won't stay I think Petty will run his race uh, I just don't think he's up to the two Yanworth okay. and Bouvardier. He's a different horse. In fairness to Petty Mouchoir, he's yeah, a different, different horse this year, year and not, nothing has passed him. Certainly is. So, and yeah, Dave McGurran said this actually, didn't he? Uh, at the start of the year that the yeah. making of this horse has been making him force he the pace. He did say that's what would happen mm. and he was dead right. But if you like Petty Mouchoir, he's surely got like foot pad at 20s considering it's closing all the way. Ah, he closed when the race was over last time. I, I, I wouldn't have... Like, the hill, the hill eight It's a negative closing. for Petit that a horse like foot pad. And on to the mare's hurdle we go. Yep. Take it away, no. 
Oh, this is uh, this is interesting. If Room Room runs in this, she wins. Um, if Room Room doesn't run in this, it's a big nod towards Limony, and I yeah. think it's a close run thing between Limony and Apple's Jade. Um, Room Room, I'm looking at it here. She's five point one in the machine. There's not enough money there for me to take, but um, that's some price. I know it's not non-runner no bet non-runner no bet she's 11 to 8 or 6 to 4 yeah. but I'm going to take a guess that she runs in this and that that 5.1 in the machine about Vroom Vroom is an absolute wreck if she runs she wins she runs she wins I agree Demo yeah I can't argue with any of that um, I think George's girl could run a decent race if the ground was soft but again she's not up to anywhere near the standard of a Vroom Vroom it's man. an Irish winner here isn't it I mean Lifeboat Mona is probably the best that we've seen the other side of the war and she's still not up to wouldn't be able not, to not, I mean if, if it's some, something has gone wrong if she wins yeah, yeah, yeah is I, the way I, I would, I would agree with it. even though it's four Limini Jura's uh, girl Apple's Jade and Vroom Vroom I would just say, expect all them to be just, better on the day that Apple's Jade and Limini ran against each other I was with Paddy and Ollie that evening so Ollie Murphy assistant obviously to Gordon and Paddy Mullins and they were having a little conversation about it. There was no excuses made for Apple's Jade's run, and they were very impressed with Limini. So if they, met it's not in fairness to Gordon, it's not his style to come out with an excuse. Nor is it Willie's. But my expectation that day is, it was Apple's Jade's first run since the um, Drinmore Day, yeah. um, the Hatton's Grace with Rover. Yes, and I fully expect that she was no more than ninety percent. Limini, on the other hand. Well, so I'm not saying she was 100%. She would have been closer to 100% than would Apple's Jade would because yeah. she, you know, she's a light filly. She wouldn't, she doesn't carry a lot of condition. And I don't think she's a filly you want to send to the track 85%, 90 That's just a view. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if Room Room runs wins. Poor as well, isn't it? If Vroom Vroom Mag runs wins, if it doesn't, close between Limini and Apple's Jade. That's where we. No, if Vroom Vroom. If Vroom Vroom doesn't run in this, I think I would err on the side of Apple's Jade over Limini. Okay. 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 But it would be a decent nod to Limini's. Uh, it would be a decent well-being. nod. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is a tricky contest. I mean, imagine all three of them go. That would be class. Um, the National Hunt Chase. Let's move on. I uh, I think the two at the top of the market, I could not back at all. That's Genie in a Bottle and Ed Wolf. So I'll be looking elsewhere. But Demo, you go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm very keen with Genie in a Bottle. I think he's been uh, fairly well laid out for this. I think he's the perfect type for a Jamie Codd. And all the, all the voices have been that Jamie Codd will ride. But again, he hasn't been committing himself to anything just yet um, I think this horse I mean he's ran with Annabelle Fly he's ran with all all the the mid-range RSA horses let's just say from that um, that group and he's been acquitting himself very very well I think 5-1 to one, it might be short now I am on it bigger as I mentioned a few weeks ago Dean but I really like him for his race I think he'll he'll stay all day I think he's absolutely designed for it and um, I think whoever beats him wins the race Favourite backer then there on that side of the uh on the fence no yeah so this is an interesting race um, this is this is a completely different race than it was years ago I remember like being a kid back in sudden shock to win this at yeah John Joe, tw- John 25 Joe, John Joe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 Dove like horses like that and it was a very different race this is such a classy race now you know what I mean so like I know it's as a strategy going into this race, right? You basically got to look for the highest rated horses. Yeah. All right. And you got to look for the best jockeys. Yeah. And if the two of them intertwine, 
kick on. You're certainly going close. You're going sure. close. Yeah, I mean, are, yeah. because in recent history of this race, we're not seeing a 125 rated chaser improve for the step up to four miles because for the most part, the horses in this race have been well tried. Um, now, I was liking Champers and Ice for this race since earlier in the year. Um, and w- when I was flying home from Trials Day in Cheltenham, um, I sat next to Jamie Codd in the plane with a good old chat. But uh, Jamie was putting his bag up... Um, you know overhead and he says oh, I'm sitting in here beside Noel he goes and I says come in here Jamie he says and tell me all about your, your four mile chase ride that ran today which yeah. was champers on ice because yeah. I mean it ran over two and a half mile he wasn't mapped and Ruby was in the seat in front of us and Ruby looks back over the seat and he goes I wouldn't lead him up in a race never mind ride him in one <laughs> okay <laughs> so <laughs> I'm with Ruby so, I'm with Ruby as well he so can't jump I sat uh, anyway myself and Jamie to go to all the chat on the way home and Jamie said Jamie's view was he says no he says he has an engine he says and Jamie had obviously ridden him to ride it, win his bumper in punch stand he says has an engine he says you try hard for you but he says he says he spends way too much time in the air he says at his fences right and I know Jamie is apparently booked for a genie in a bottle Jamie would have the choice he he doesn't have to ride Giggenstown horses no, you know what I mean all, doesn't no, have to no, at all he wants to pick the winner I'm sure he's going well, he wants to ride the winner exactly yeah, Dean yeah, yeah. and I think given his relationship with, with David Pipe you can rest assured he would have had the choice of riding Champers and Ice as well Yeah. and if Jamie doesn't ride Champers and Ice and rides a genie in a bottle you've got to take that you've got basically one of the best amateurs of a generation best amateurs of all time in fact you know he's, yeah. he's making a statement there yeah. but as I said go back to go back to what I said earlier look for the highest rated horse best jockeys um, something always gets smashed up in this race so punt early as soon as decks come out get your bets on for this is the way I look at it uh, but you know I would give a little nod to Martello Tower um, because we know that he's he's an absolute grinder and he'll stay galloping forever and he's, he has that that uh, little touch of class Tiger Roll got a mention, uh, I think, by Brian Cooper on this podcast. Dean for this race, is that right? Uh, final furlong podcast. Oh, on the no, final no. furlong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I know he got. I know he got a mention somewhere, but t- 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 he did get mentioned on, on a different yeah. podcast. Yeah. But 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 Tiger well, he's Roll. An interesting. Right? He's, a, he's a Limerick he national a, winner, like yeah, so. Yeah. He's he, a Neil might is isn't he? Perhaps, yeah. So I had to, yeah. And then the other one, um, I know they're saying Patrick might ride Arbor de V, but I quite like Haymount. Yeah. He's got a. That was a very good novice chase he won in Punchestown that day. Yeah, uh, that must be good for him early, does it? Yeah, and it probably will be good for him. Like, and yeah. there's a fair chance that Nina, or sorry, not Nina, but Katie might might ride him. Perhaps I, I don't know what what there plans is a she has to that for sure. Um, has to be. But listen, anyway, I'm I'm rambling to to no effect here. Um, my earlier points stand: jockey class, and work from there. Well, I'm I'm going to take a very quick spin on it and just say that Martello Tower at current prices, I think, is one that will certainly shorten up. What is he around ten, eleven to one? I think he's a decent punt for the contest. Actually, he's a bit fourteen. Edward's to one. Can't jump. Can't jump yet. Yeah. yeah, well, I was with a panel. He's um, fallen over twice, isn't he? Yeah. I was with Joseph and AP in the week, and they both thought he was good enough to win the race, but he will need a lot of things to drop right. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's a fair comment. Um, okay, let's move on to the final race of day one. At the Channel Festival, it is the Close Brothers Novices Handicap Chase. The favourite in this race is Foxtail Hill, but I don't think Twiston Davis had a winner since Bally Andy, which is... Is it concerning? Uh, I suppose he, he was having such a hot time of things that it was going to slow down eventually. Um, I wouldn't be overly concerned about it, but obviously uh, stable form is a massive part of anything, Dean. But um, he's a good horse. I, I don't know. 
might happen for this now he does have that crucial form around Cheltenham uh, he was brilliant last time on trials there was wasn't mighty, it? Yeah, he, he was mighty he was brilliant and um, he'd be very interesting look the one I like uh, he's been called many names and I'd imagine he'd be called a few again on this podcast with the man sitting next to me but I really like uh, I like value at risk um, his jumping has to be a concern I was talking to Mark Huglin and the owner and basically the key thing with him is his first two fences if he gets over the first two he gets into a nice rhythm he's fine he's all confidence this horse um, his confidence was torn off on that day when he fell when he was backed into favour today he was uh, he went off 6-4 to four against Native River in his novice chase his confidence just fell from under him that year he came back at the end of the year and won the grade 2 hurdle at Ferryhouse he's a classy horse um, he's better than his mark but the one issue that you have to have here is his jumping and I completely understand that but just like Bally Alton last year I look for a horse who's potentially much better than his mark because this race there's no point looking at the weights even it's you know there's only about four pounds from top to bottom yeah um, and but I just I really like him um, I've always been absolutely stone cold mad about his horse so maybe I'm not taking an objective look at the race but I just think value risk is a lot better than the mark of 138 Skelton thought initially he was a Gold Cup horse, but um, I think he's he's in a, a soft race here, and I think if he wins it, if he jumps around and he's there at the last team, I think he wins it. I think I want tens. He does get around though. I'm a bit. I would be concerned about him. The, the, the bigger price have gone as well. No, the finale. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm a big fan of value risk as a racehorse, but not as a betting proposition. Would I be surprised if he won? Absolutely not. No. But he won't carry any of my money. Yeah. And he's owned by a gentleman. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times, and I'd be delighted for him to won. For me, the bet here is brother Ted. Um, his chase mark relative to his ha- uh, hurdle mark yeah. uh, gives him a big nod. And just because I like the horse, and he's got lots of experience, um, it's a freebie. Um, he's also skeletons. Wouldn't surprise me to run well. Uh, but I don't think there's a lot of juice in his price he's around a 10 shot uh, but if you were having a saver uh, uh, to save on your brother Ted bet maybe maybe have it on it's a freebie but um, it's not a race I typically get uh, largely involved in here because it's uh, it's uh, normally a uh, I'm pumping into the following day's bets yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to flag up one uh, before we wrap up on day one and that's two Tafts I think they've done a reasonable job of getting him into this race to be honest I think he's far better than this type of contest now he has jumping issues a little bit like value at risk but certainly not as bad yet and I think he'll run a big race I think he'll be punted as well there's Thanks nothing you. on the lay side in him and better is there not yeah hmm just so you know well now I know alright I think we're done with day one Noel thanks for coming in on the revolving door very welcome our Cheltenham podcast hopefully you've found us a few winners best luck to everyone in Cheltenham and Noel what's your nap for tomorrow or for the week yeah we need we need you, you know you've got to give us something else on the other days if you've got something yeah hey. all our listeners have been asking for you since your last podcast Noel so we want your uh... <laughs> you're going to laugh at me here but I've backed um I've backed Hackman to sign on and all bet for the Coral Cup at 20s, right? Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we know why. Uh, but the worst case scenario, I get my money back, okay? Yeah. Um, seven to four yard kill, they will not see which way he goes. Jumping on an issue for you? There's no issue with jumping, guys. Seriously. He schooled, like people read too much into this schooling session yeah. at Leprestown. When's the last time he jumped a fence before he schooled in Leprestown? The last day he ran is the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's entitled to want to warm up. So he, he okay, he jumped around, he got better as he went along, he loved school. classical at the finish. Yeah, <laughs> Ruby it, basically losing all, all control. Just yeah, but this, this, this horse is a, in terms of talent, this oh, horse is a freak. A freak. Yeah, yeah. A freak, and there's nothing in that race that within 
15 pounds of his ability yeah, I agree with that so I just I know but Disco like if this, he's this, not in the same class Disco benefits York Hill because Disco is going to have to try and make all he's going to give him a lead like. yeah, yeah. so I just think that uh, York Hill uh, what else about backed I tell you what I did I did the face spitter job quitter Go All right. <laughs> so the face bitter job quitter. I did uh, six horses. I've done Melon. Yeah. Yanworth. Yeah. Um, Alpha Desabo. West Approach. For the for the Albert Bartlett. Albert Bartlett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mary De V for the Triumph. Ooh. And <laughs> York Hill. Okay. So, so uh, we will see you at work a week on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 that's, that's, we'll the, in the office area. that's that's the face bitter job quitter. That's that the is an emigrant. We yeah. just asked before we move on. Mary Devi, what's the angle there with her? Do you think was yeah. last that's, time she was not? Last performance was dynamite. Like was dynamite. it was it was brilliant. Uh, do you think she so bounces back in? For I that? did. What? Well, sorry, but I did. I did. A, that's a, an each way super Heinz. Okay. Uh, and I actually it's not technically super Heinz because I loaded up on the trebles and the fourfolds. Um, <laughs> but what's my angle with Mary Devi? Ruby will. Writer. Yep, and she will improve very significantly for her last run. He could That's well be on Bapone, though. Pardon? He could well be on Bapone, couldn't he? There. I've just said. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, no. Cheers, Good luck. Cheers, <laughs> Well, thanks there to Noel Hayes, who's just joined us for day one of the Cheltenham Festival preview here on the Race Hour, brought to you with our hosts from BetBright. Still to come, of course, we've got uh, days two, three and four to go through with our regular guests from the season so far on the Race Hour podcast. And Rich Ritchie will be along, the executive chairman of BetBright. Now, to let you know what BetBright are doing during the Cheltenham Festival, uh, they are, of course, up to £100 free bet on your first bet with BetBright. Also, they will be going at quarter of the odds all races. There will be nine races selected for extra places throughout the week at the Cheltenham Festival but day one is where it's ramped up to the max with one two three last race free so if you have three bets in the first three races on day one of the Cheltenham Festival kicking off with the Supreme of course uh, say at 100 quid up to 100 quid on each of those first three races you will get the same bet a free bet in the final race do check out betbright.com for all the details there it's going to be a fantastic week and we're going to move on to day two at the Cheltenham Festival coming up next and Gavin Geraghty who you remember from the podcast a few times already this winter will be joining us in just a moment Welcome back to the Revolving Door Cheltenham Festival podcast on the Race Hour brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. We are joined now. Of course, Demo's still here. Demo, you are still here, aren't you? I most certainly am, Dean. I'm still here. And now Gavin Garrity is back. Gavin. How are you doing? Really delighted good. To, delighted to be here. Looking forward to next week. We've given you uh, Wednesday to go through. Day two of the Cheltenham Festival. I do hope that's what you expected me to say, is it? Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's kick on then with the first race up, which is the Neptune. Uh, Neon Wolf probably goes here. Finian's Oscar definitely goes here. Bacardi's definitely goes here. And then I don't know what else goes. But I think the race is within them three. Gavi, go first. Yeah, it looks it looks to be um, top heavy at front end of the market. Um, Neon Wolf to me has put in the most visual um, performance in yeah. England or Ireland all season. Best novice, the best novice in England or Ireland all performance all season okay. I've seen. Um, but he'd be he'd be light on experience too. Like all the talk is Mellon is light on experience for the first race on the Tuesday. Like all this horse has done really is run. Uh, uh, a, 
a small bumper and a small novice hurdle and then okay he's won his graded race the last time on soft ground around Haydock which will be completely different from what he's going to experience on next Wednesday if he runs in this so if if he went any shorter you you would look to oppose him whether there's a lot to oppose him with is the question Um, Finian's Oscar I think he's a next year horse like he was point to point in last October can't be bad if he's won a grade one the year before he's yeah, the horse I, I agree that but <laughs> I agree but um, <laughs> I think he will be a proper machine over fences next yeah, so season so do I I can't wait for that um, the one if they did let her take her chance in this would be let's dance yeah. know it's, it's up in the air where she goes at the minute but it would be a vote of confidence if they sent her to this because there is the, the stable bonus um, 50, grand, grand, 50 yeah. grand bonus for the is it any race or is it any race I think it's any race if she wins any race I mean that as in that if she wants a penalty kick to take yeah. that that's yeah, probably where to go because they've such a grip on that race. Yeah, it would it would be a vote of confidence if Ruby rode her here because the seven pound could come into play. Yes, um, she's rated one for two already, um, and as we know, Willie's horses always pr- produce a uh, season's best performance when they get to Cheltenham. So if she improves any from that, if she did take her chance in this, getting the seven pounds mayor's allowance. It, it sets the standard for them to for Neon Wolf and Finian's Oscar to beat. Yep, Let's Dance is the one I'm worried about turning up, but not because I like Neon Wolf. Demo, you go. Yeah, do you know, I, um, I've been struggling with these two races, the Neptune and the Supreme. Um, I really like Neon Wolf. I, I've been awful feeling Neon Wolf and Finian's Oscar are next year's horses. Now, the money that's come behind Neon Wolf would suggest that he's this year's horse and that they really fancy him for it. Harry Fry doesn't tend to get it too wrong when these when the money does come um, and he's a brilliant trainer uh, for myself Dean I'm really struggling with a bet in it and to be honest with you I think the, for the first time ever um, I'm probably not going to have a bet on the day on the Neptune or the Supreme okay okay I, I can't recommend anything I'm not going to back myself I've talked about this horse a lot on this podcast uh, already and Finian's Oscar is an absolute monster and I don't care what he's beaten I don't care if the Tollworth looks like it's now an egg and spoon race He's a great one winner already. He absolutely demolished everything um, before the race even got interesting in his contest so far. I think probably the least excited I've been about him was when he gave, what did he give, like nine stone to Tours the last day and still... And she's not the worst flat horse in the world leader she was. No, like. not at all. No. And uh, I think now, when you look at the price, there's only one bet, and that's Finian's Oscar. And if you're not on already, I'd still advise you to get on. He's an each-way price. I think you'll have them all gasping, come around the bend, and uh, it'll be see you later. My one concern is that Let's Dance turns up, gets an allowance and might do him for a bit of toe. Um, but otherwise, uh, I think he's an absolute monster. Should we move on? Yep. yep. Can't see me getting much back from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move forward then to next contest. Who wants to go first on the RSA? Uh, Gav, I'll let you build away. Okay. Um, the RSA, yeah. For me, like I think, I think the price in come the day might be fair enough on might bite might be fair enough on might too bite too short right now Gavin. yeah too short right now but yeah. I think the prices will contract between Alfred de Zobo and might bite yeah he, he's the one horse in the field for me that has the outstanding piece of form this year that he was going to put up in Kempton only for Daryl Jacob I would put the blame on rather than the horse okay um, oh, I, God, think, yeah. okay. I think he whatever happens I think Daryl will probably take that yeah I yeah. think uh, if he had it he would love to have the race over again is, is uh, the way you'd push yeah um, it would have been the outstanding piece of form all the 
the time the the clock judges uh, rave about the time he was going to do it was going to be a quicker time than he might have done the last one really George. slow to the finishing line like yeah he, m- he might have had but he didn't he looked like he had plenty left like, in fact yeah. he asked him for a big one he absolutely suggest, yeah. he would have scooted up he would have scooted up he would have he, he like a lot of people are crabbing him that he's a flat track bully there's no I don't see the proof in that as yet it could easily be the case that he's just came to himself in the in the last he, he does look a big big lump of a horse and it could be that he needed time to come to himself Another thing going in his favour is there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of pace in the race. Um, American maybe is the only thing that might want to go forward and he might just sit in behind him and get a, a free run of it. Again, like behind him, looking behind him. American would be the danger for me. I think he's a lot of potential. Harry Fry is unbelievable trainer and if he sends him to this he, he'd be the danger for me I, I don't like Alfa de Zobo uh, for the reason that last time we seen him was at Christmas he pulled up he burst um, I think he's priced up on the trainer's reputation for getting one ready for peaking one at Cheltenham rather than his actual form he, he doesn't win enough for me he's beaten he's beaten um, Western Our Lady over fences which wouldn't be great for him and his second Tissel crack last year for me there was no second he was seven or eight lengths behind him I think Bob's worth strolled in half an hour later in third place it didn't take much to finish talking about a gold cup winner who wasn't ever beaten at Cheltenham before that day is that the one you're talking about Bob yeah who was about who was about (laughs) 26 not a bad horse I get that though Um, it's a fair point but I do like Alpha for this but I can't have Mike Bike for the exact reason Um, his two best performances to this date have both been at Kempton Um, there was one in March last year when he put up a a crazy time eight lengths clear he's raced at Cheltenham three times winning once he beat a horse called Sorian one day after again he, he floundered coming up the hill he floundered coming down and coming up the hill and I managed to, to get back on top again late on to beat Surian. Surian was beaten uh, yesterday off 117 the horse he got up to beat um, for me he, doesn't hand, he won't handle Cheltenham at all he hasn't done it before I do take your point that he, it could just be a simple case that this horse has stepped on an awful lot but I think Alfred is all bow it still hasn't come to light Dean how bad a blow up it was last time um, I, think, I think if there's any concern it wouldn't be anywhere near this meeting yeah. And so there's no concern. And Mouse literally minds his horses. I think he is the best horse in it. And the, and the other horse as well, Dean, at 7-1 to one that I couldn't turn anyone off is Whisper. Um, first of all, Nick Anderson has done an amazing job to get this horse back this year. Um, he looked like he was done for all intents and purposes last year in the World Hurdle. He's a horse that has, has won two grade ones now over hurdles. He's jumped really, really well. Davy Russell seems to be very, very happy with him. And um, at 7-1 to one as well, Dean, I... Couldn't turn anyone off, but uh, I, <laughs> I'm the exact opposite to Gavin <laughs> for that race. I'm on Alpha the Zobo, and I would, uh, I'd be a layer of my bite. I reckon I know what you should do in this race if you're if you're involved or not involved just yet. If you think might bite or win the RSA, back him for the King George right now because that's yeah, the race that he's got I'd a chance. That, yeah. If you don't like might bite for this race, wait until he gets absolutely stuffed and then back him for the King George after the race. Yeah, because that's yeah. what's going to happen. And he's a cracking type for that race uh, come Christmas time. Even if a Fissocrat was back their times would compare favourably to that date and that's the, the thing that Gavin was talking about so that's what I'd do with Mike Bite Alpha de Zobo's run behind Fisselcrack is only horse to give Fisselcrack a race over hurdles and I know Gavin said he didn't give him a race and you quoted the horse that finished third the, the horse that finished third 
is, is irrelevant when you think that those two went clear in that field two out Alpha tried to pick it up with him if Mouse has him in that form he win this a good few lengths and I think he'd, he'd do it comfortably I don't think there's an issue in that I think the pace will come from Royal Vacation um, that lines up I'd say that he won't run a bad race he, he, he won't he's I been ignored really he's I mean, more suited to Cheltenham than my bite is I understand yeah, he was going to be absolutely is, yeah. he was going to be trounced that day but yeah. he's come out afterwards and won since again I nearly stick my neck out and say I think he'd finish ahead of my bite to be honest yeah I think my bite is that bad at Cheltenham yeah and his jump in the last day was cat as well brute. absolute school round yeah. and that's that's a shame because he is a very talented horse. There's no doubt about that. But this is not going to suit him for me. Uh, I can't have whisper. I'd be surprised if American does line up in this nutritional contest. And Harry Fry, I think, will mind him and not and not take that in. But if they do, he is talented. Alpha Dezobe all day long. I think he got off around seven to two. He's currently in there. What sixes? Seven to one. Yeah, he's he's six seven to one. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an each way bet for me. Uh, if you're not on already and I've explained about my bite let's move on to the coral um, Tombstone was going to be a champion hurdle supplementary entry he's not um, and he's he's red hot for the top of this coral cup Demo yeah uh, look lovely horse uh, clearly they thought uh, as Ollie said that night with the preview that you were on I think they they really did think that he was going to get you know properly put up for that and it just didn't seem to come to fruition I think they actually took the wise approach that the form could be anything you know we don't know how much ability Jeski retains so I think they were right to leave him alone um, to be honest Dean I'm landing and I'm landing very hard on um, on Peregrine Run in this um, I think he just fits this race like an absolute dream I mean he beat Holstone and West Approach at Cheltenham this year on the bridle um, yeah. he absolutely devoured them um, he was on the bridle fair enough he was pushed out late on but that's expected Holstone and West Approach all they've done all year is frank that form uh, you know West Approach arguably was the one that actually gave you know what I mean Harry the best race the last day um, Holstone has been winning he's really really tough sort and Peregrine Run beat them both he gets in here of 10 stone um, sorry 10 stone what is it again I've written down here my handwriting and he has 10 12 10 12 Dean so I mean Dean he, he's really well in I'd love to see Peter Fahey with a winner here I hope Roger Loughran keeps the ride uh, and you know it's just they're going to go for very 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 close for me Gavin yeah. yeah, do you want to just uh, yeah I know um, you like this horse yeah um um, Peregrine Run was one of my selections as well uh, for this race. He um, just for all the reasons Dermot said there, he his his run behind or his run when he beat um, West Approach and Holstone has been frank no end. They've gone up seven or eight pound in the weights and he's in of America one four two. They're both one forty nine one fifty rated horses now, and he was going away at the finish. Um, a strong strongly run handicap will suit him down to the ground because he does have a torn of foot which you need to win this race too and um, he looks he looks really well handicapped whether whether the, the negatives are behind him is maybe Peter Fahey wouldn't be accustomed to having many winners around Cheltenham yeah but he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have many horses either though, he no no he wouldn't he wouldn't have sent many horses either and it'll be interesting whether to see whether the Roger Lachlan keeps the ride or not I'd be thrilled for Roger Lachlan I, I really I, hope I'd love to see him having ride. a Cheltenham yeah. winner but I'm assuming uh, he won't go under the radar no but he, two, he yeah like, he, he has been found he has been found. found in the book like he's 10 or 12 to 1 I was expecting a bit bigger but I, I'd imagine you'd get uh, bigger maybe on the day because you can't. I can't see a, a he wholesale gamble coming. He was clearly from. thought of highly enough to go into the likes of a Neptune because they raced him in the Neptune trial yeah. behind Willoughby Court. The ground was absolutely horrific that day, yeah. and he just didn't. He didn't jump out of it. So like just the fact that they, they they were clearly thinking he was good enough for 
the Neptune, etc. The fact that he's going into this is yeah. just. Um, he 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 loves go ground too. He will need go ground, and and the latest forecast seem to be for a great week next week. Yeah. So um, that'll suit down to the ground. Um, I think he's a stunk a bit. Yeah, uh, 10, 12 to one. He, he look. I'd, I'd be hoping for bigger on the day because usually there is. Uh, and you get an extra place as well on the day. Yeah, you get an extra maybe. maybe or two depending. Yeah. Um, do do you do usually is a couple of gambles in the race, so he might get pushed out under the day. The other one I liked in the race was Nicky Henderson's console de Thai. Yeah. His form behind Brainpower uh, stacks up really well. He was second to him twice this year. Brainpower's well fancied for the champion hurdle. A lot of people seem to be sweet on him. I don't know if he's good enough to win a champion yeah. hurdle now, but, <laughs> yeah, 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 but he, he's taking his chance and he's short enough in a champion hurdle. But um, console de Thai, he's begun up a couple of pounds each time for finishing second to him, but he, he, he looks really well handicapped on the back of that because they pulled miles clear of everything else on both runs. And... Um, yeah, he's another one around 12, 14 to 1. That would interest me in that race. Okay. Well, decent case made for Peregrine Run anyway. Um, like I say, I think he's been found in the market now, so I think he'd want a bit bigger and an extra place to be punting that. But I do wish Peter Fowey well. He did bring a decent bumper also over a year ago, I think. That was, um, well, maybe even two years ago. Bear Freedom, really had a lot of time for. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wouldn't have had many there. He, the fact that he's going to want to race at Cheltenham already in November is a decent sign for any punters of that, and it's often a gamble in there. He, can't seem getting gambled off that price. The one I like, and everyone knows already, I think, is Old Guard. Um, his Cheltenham record's very, very good. I think he's been prepped with only one race in mind. They've had to convince the owners not to go for the stayers. Um, I think that run, the last day, would have done that behind, you know what I mean, Harry. And uh, he's been a cracking price for some time. He is starting to get clipped in, but I think he can still get 25s. Um, his Cheltenham record alone would put you on him. He's got 11 stone six. I think they might take a couple of pounds off him. I think he runs huge. I can't see him out of the frame. Perfect. Thanks very much. <laughs> silence says it all. Yeah. I said it already. Like, you know, I got, silence. No. He was on a preview night, uh, I got Gav, it, yeah, in I got the laughed. goat, yeah. and it, it, the whole room laughed at him when he gave his nap. <laughs> <laughs> the whole room laughed. It was brilliant. Well, Go on, sorry, seven people laughed. I'm not fast. Should we move on? Uh, I don't think this race will take too long. Duvan in the Queen Mum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I've heard of him being knocked there recently a couple of times, like by saying that he's least impressive around Cheltenham and that. And um, he I could probably fall twice, could he? Yeah. yeah, and lose a leg and still win. Yeah, but he could have me and Gavin up and yeah. he'd win. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think that was because like of Ruby riding the race to win, making sure he doesn't make any mistakes yeah. as yeah. much as as much as yeah. not being impressive around Cheltenham like he's still I wouldn't mind owning a horse to bolt Willie Mullen and the Ruby Walls very much treat him like um, they they trained him together yeah. you know so like he wouldn't have wanted him to fall so you just scoot him around and he, he knows he's a steering job just get why around why did he need to put the gun to his head against yeah. a load of yeah. average yeah. 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 and this year as well why would you do it like you know yeah. like no, no, you don't need to, horse you don't need to just yeah. win the Altior race. has done more this year than Duvan has and you know Altior's not even in the Queen Mum so now, Duvan wins. Do we want to pick a second? Gavin? Uh, for me, if it was betting without, I think Fox Norton has, he's probably favourite. I think he's 2 94 at the minute. He it's probably be. not a bad bet with Altior still in the betting anti post. Okay. I think um, without. Special Terra? He's 10, his form this year. He's 75 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fox Norton, I think if you go to two, not his run behind Altior when, when he missed a bit of time and he had a cush I don't know if he was fully wound up that day it'll bring him on for today his, his run behind his first time out for Tizard was, was very impressive was yeah, um, yeah. 
that would be the best form other than in this race and that would do for me for second okay Dermo picked second so you did specialty yeah, art yeah specialty art okay alright fair enough I think Fox Norton will finish second if it runs I'd love him to run in the uh, in the Ryanair though I think he'd have a, a far better chance in that contest let's move on to the cross country chase and but I've got absolutely zero to say about this so Gavin you can go first all it says that um, Connection seem to be very very confident uh, in the coming days in recent days for cause causes yeah he, um, he he had a schooling session around there in the trials meeting at the end of January just to get him accustomed to the banks and hedges and that he, he's been there Gordon said he's been there twice since um, to school him around it and they seem to be happy with him he's an excellent Cheltenham record he, I think J- Jamie Codd is going to ride too. Yeah. Um, that would be a big confidence booster to him. He he loves the spring ground and if if you're going to back Cause Cause, you might as well do a, a forecast with Cantlow because he always finishes second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean Cause Cause. I, I I don't know much to say. I don't look into this race massively. Um, to be honest, it's just the Fred Winter and the champion bumper I tend to leave most years. Um, and I won't, I probably won't be having a bet. But look, had I got on it bigger on cause of causes, I'd definitely be delighted. But 4-1 to one even on him, he just couldn't touch it really. Yeah, the value it does seem to be gone. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did shorten even more between now and then. That's very true too. Well, I will pass on the same comments about cause of causes and the confidence behind it from Connections. Katie Walsh, we were chatting to uh, during the week here and she said usual Smurfer would run a good race and you know what I'd love to see I'd love to see any currency win and keep the race that yep. would be a, that would be a really good story so hopefully he goes well as well for Martin Keefley who is an absolute gent uh, let's move on to the Fred Winter uh, Long Call has been the horse that everyone seems to have found the last few days and that's now vying at the top of the market um, Gavin do you want to yeah. you know, give us your view on this I really don't like this race because no, it ruined this... my festival last year well this would be my least favourite of the festival I wouldn't usually normally have a bet in it um, I think the way to play it is if you're going to have a, an interest bet in it is follow the market because um, there's usually a few gambles uh, Paul Nichols always has it's usually a French bread or a French recruit from Paul Nichols or Gordon Elliott or, or um, David Pipe has a good record in it too but they seem to know what type it takes to, to win this race or to run well in the race so yeah. I'd be keeping a lookout for one of their horses being well punted on the day um, I thought Denaria de Zobo probably got in okay um, she's over to triumph doesn't she is that oh, oh is fact? she definitely going no, for the triumph they were saying it again okay. in the week that okay, it looks okay like. well, well then yeah um, yeah, I wouldn't really have I wouldn't really have much else I need to keep an eye on whatever is punted from one of them yards fire away demo uh, yeah I've, as I said in the last one this is a race I ignore um, and I've done it again this year doing so I've absolutely nothing to say on the Fred Winter well I know that uh, Connection is very keen about Prospectus um, running a very big race at this festival I think they will need a bit of juice so if they get a bit of juice uh, that at a decent price would be an interesting Ruby's booked yeah and Noel Hayes put it up at 40 to 1 remember he did so maybe some of you are already on if you're not still a fair price to get involved at um, I'd echo what Gavin said about Nichols love something unfortunately I was on the wrong one last year oh his second run on the sand yeah it? that's yeah. not yeah. horrible yeah to me, to me Prospectus would need it um, no, it's bottomless, really soft, yeah. bottomless nearly yeah. um, I think the ground would be too good but rain will definitely help I mean the booking tells you that they think you go yeah. well anyway so that's an interesting one and we'll give it a shout out uh, Bumper Damo kick off yeah Dean um, <laughs> the the, uh, the three races I listed out 
uh, they all fall on this day um, sounds I, like we'll be asleep on the couch for the last three races <laughs> I, I think so I just don't get involved with them at all at all um, the, the bumper I'm hearing someday is going to be very very good Dean um, I, it's also arguably the best piece of form that's on offer this year I like someday and um, I think he's he's a big price still considering uh, what it is but Carter McKay really like him uh, hasn't beaten much though but could just be a freak but if I am going to have a bet it'll depend on how well the first the first day and a half went because you tend to just throw fivers and tenors at it then just because why not it would be on someday Dean but I tend to watch bumpers more so for the the prospect going forward as I do for betting propositions Gavin you like anything in this bumper yeah I, I agree that someday has probably the best piece of form in the in the race um, the negative whatever way you want to dress it up I think Katie Harrington has the ride now she's riding again professionals which is yeah, it's going to be tough for her. I mean, she can ride, it is gonna but it is going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the race was run in Ireland again, you'd you'd be all over. Um, someday, Carter McKay looks looks very short, but yet again, his form is stacking up. He um, that back match, he beat first time out. That's come out in Frank to form. Um, he beat West Coast time, which was after being very impressive in the bumper before that. They said they were both slowly run races. Um, his form is stacking up like I don't think much of the English form Western Rider is probably the best day, Western Rider seems to be the best but even he was beaten um, Carter McKay like he flashes his tail as well I don't know would, it, would he be would he like Cheltenham but it wouldn't be I wouldn't be having too much on any of these maybe if you stick him into a multi or something on the day if you are doing a multiple bet I'd probably stick with Carter McKay but wouldn't be strong on any of them let's um, get your views on the other days at the festival seeing as you got the Wednesday on this revolving door podcast on the race hour um, give us a couple of fancies across the other days Gavin will you yeah um, my nap for the meeting would probably be Oxyzandra in the Ryanair on Thursday I loved his comeback run on trials day behind on the so over two mile um, like it was he was probably only picking up the pieces in a slowly run race he didn't have to do a whole pile but it, for for me it showed that he still retains his ability um, I think he, he was only I wouldn't be worried about him bouncing because he's had plenty of time to recover and I think he was only half right like they weren't giving him a hard race I think the bounce factor it happens more often when a horse has a tough race and a comeback run. Yeah, you want if they win and they've won yeah. and they've done yeah. something a bit impressive. I, I'm with you. Yeah. It's more likely. Yeah, I think when they've had a quiet race, to, it doesn't seem to happen. And he's had plenty of time to recover. Yeah, the uh, marker principles on the sole. I think with the good ground, he doesn't. For me, he doesn't jump as well out of good ground as he does soft ground. And last year proved that he only has one gear. He travels at a very high cruising speed, but but he can't quicken. Also, that would be the reasons I'd take him on. And Empire of Dirt, he, he seems to, to say that all he does is swim at home So because he, he's so hard on himself. Um, and the race in the Irish Cold Cup this year was a week closer to Cheltenham than it usually usually is. That's true. I, I'd worry about him having a hard race there and how he'd come out of it. He, his best performance seemed to come after a break. And the rest of the field, I don't see a whole lot in it. I can see Alan Kingshorse are flying this year compared to last year. He, he'll have time to fully wound up Oxyzandra with the hood back on. I think Mark Walsh is going to have a cracking week and this will be another winner for him. 
That would be, uh, well, be brilliant for Mark Walsh. That's a very strong case you made there for the nap. But one dark horse, maybe? Or, or a couple one, of dark horses? One, one dark horse. One horse I have been backing in the Kim Muir. The price has kind of gone now, and I think it'll even have further when if Jamie Codd is chalked up is um, Skewator. Last year, he was the gamble of the meeting last year when they ran him in the Martin Pipe off 1-4-1. The connections couldn't see him being bad. He was back in 94. Right, right, he disappointed on the day. They then ran him an entry over three mile. He was beaten five or six lengths. He stayed on really well. This year, let's just say he's been campaigned over shorter trips than ideal, which... <laughs> let's say that. Let's say that, which meant he's... Tactically approach. With, he's in off a mark of... One three five six pound lower than his hurdle mark, which could not see him being better off last year. Okay. I think he's crying out for the step up and trip, and whatever beats him will win. Very good. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Revolving Door Cheltenham uh, Festival podcast with the Rex Al Gavin. It's a mouthful. I've made it a mouthful. Actually. Yeah, you did. You yeah. won't call it that. Uh, anyway, no, yeah. okay. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for coming in um, and uh, wish you all the best for the week. Hopefully, you found everyone a few winners. It's we'll a pleasure. I'll be back for your punches on. Good look. All the best. The Cheltenham Festival. Isn't it time you got your hands on the award-winning Genius app by BetBright? It's not like any other sports app you've ever experienced. Unlike your mates, Genius actually does know it all. Runners, riders, results and form with key trends all at your fingertips. Genius puts the power in your hands to make informed choices and it's ready to go. Get stuck into the festival with a real genius from BetBright. Genius by BetBright. Bringing power to your fingertips this Cheltenham Festival. Download the app through the App Store and Google Play now. Welcome back to the Race Hour podcast. And I am delighted to say that, as promised, Rich Ritchie, the executive chairman of BetBright, has joined us for this Cheltenham special. Rich, it's good to have you on the line. Thanks, Dean. Uh, great to be here and um, good to be able to chat. Yeah, it's going to be a massive week for yourself and Susanna, of course, with lots of big horses going to the Cheltenham Festival. But a question I don't think I've ever heard anyone ask you, and, and forgive me if you've given this answer in detail before, but what got you into national hunt racing in the first place? Well, it's interesting. It was about, uh, gosh, I guess around 2003 or 2004, I was watching on television. And I've always been a fan of racing, but in the United States, of course, it's, it's predominantly, well, overwhelmingly flat. There used to be a, a jumps race every day at uh, the Saratoga Festival in the first race of every day. But other than that, it was really sort of an elite sport um, and more for the hunting type rather than a mass audience. And I got to watching it here on television one day, and uh, somebody said, hey, do you want to go to the races? So I, I went to Sandown Park. And uh, I stood next to one of those fences, and I could not believe the size of the fence. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, Claire Balding was, was sort of the inspiration because she was, she was so enthusiastic about it. And she had such a passion for it that it kind of got me thinking. And I went down, and I couldn't believe they jumped them more than once, <laughs> let alone um, get over them the first time. And I was commuting back and forth. Um, I, I was on on assignment in, in San Francisco, so we were living there and still had our house here and coming back and forth. So in around 2005, when we were getting ready to come back home, um, a friend of mine, I told a friend of mine um, who had owned horses uh, with Woody Mullins' father, uh, Patty Mullins, uh, his name was Pat O'Reardon, um, that I was interested in, in buying a horse and who would he recommend? And he recommend, uh, recommended Willie. And uh, we, we bought our first horse, Scott's Irish. And uh, Willie and I hit it off like a house on fire. And uh, the rest is sort of history. But that's how it all started. That's remarkable. You never look back. I mean, you, you mentioned the size of that fence at Sandown. In America, it's generally hurdles, even if they call them like the Grand National, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. They are hurdles in essence. He glorified hurdle the best, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so something different. So you got the bug and that association with Willie Mullins. And as you said, the rest is history. Last year's Cheltenham Festival, Rich, was a remarkable year for yourself and Susanna. Five wins, all the big guns came to the party. And I think it, even the other runners you ran pretty much, as you would put it, cashed the check. And that's that's kind of a big thing at the Cheltenham Festival to get that kind of luck one year. It's very difficult to repeat it. And you've lost some big guns this year. So reflect on last year and as you go into this week how you're feeling about this week yes yes last year was remarkable you're right i mean i think we brought 18 horses we had five winners we had a you know an in the money strike rate of something like 85 or 90 percent we only had a few that um that finished out of the first six i think we had a couple really um and it was remarkable because you know coming from ireland it is expensive it's around uh, roughly around 3,000 euros per horse uh, to bring them over and have them looked after and that sort of thing. So you're not bringing them over to run willy-nilly. You're bringing them over, you know, hopefully to, to it's at the biggest stage and of course you want to run there, but you also want the horses to pay for themselves. So um, last year was a remarkable strike rate. It'd be very, very difficult to repeat that. We'd have to have some extraordinary luck. Um, but, you know, we, we aim every year, this is our target, the, the, this festival in Punchestown really are big targets. Um, and it's a uh, it was a remarkable feat last year, and all credit to Willie and Ruby. Um, you know, this year it's a bit of a different story. The big guns aren't, aren't here. Last year we're missing Fahim. We're missing Fahim again this year. Not having any power as a killer. Of course, the loss of a tour we've talked in detail about was yeah. really brutal. And uh, you know, Min and um, get a bit as well. It's a shame. And there's there's a lot more that we have very high hopes for that the public wouldn't know about that are also on the sidelines. So. Um, it's just been one of those years, and it, interestingly, this year I normally get incredibly nervous, and this year I'm I'm sanguine actually. I'm kind of what will be will be. You know, if we if we if we get a winner, fantastic. I'm expecting one, um, and that would be Duvan. Anything other than that would be super. Yeah, I mean Duvan is a, is a brilliant horse, and I, I think you've reflected on on him many many times. And we spoke to Joe uh, Chambers on this podcast as well uh, during the season. Just a, a wonderful horse to be associated with. But it's a bit of a changing of the guard, perhaps this season for you going to Cheltenham. Limini, who was very impressive on a comeback run, you've taken the decision not to supplement her for the Champion Hurdle. And I think reflecting on it. Um, from last year when you made the right decision with Annie to go for the champion perhaps you made the right decision as well this time round with Limini although she goes and absolutely whores in, in in one of the other races at the festival would you regret that? you'd be happy with her to win would you at the festival? oh I, I'm, I hope she wins and I'd be delighted if she was to win I, I, I think with, with Limini as I've said all along in, in preview nights and in the media you know, it was always going to be a big ask, and um, you know, it, we struggled to figure out that form of the Apples Jade race. We also, it was our first run of the season. You know, running against mares is one thing; running against those hardened campaigners in the Champion Hurdle uh, is a different ball game. I also said that I wasn't interested in just supplementing her and sort of getting our money back. Yeah. Um, you know, last year when we supplemented Any Power, we were damn sure she was going to go close. Yeah. And be either first or second. And, you know, I don't know with Lemony. I just don't know. I also said that, you know, Vroom Vroom Mag last year was working brilliantly, and we were questioning ourselves on the day we supplemented any power whether we were, were running the right mare in the champion hurdle. Vroom Vroom Mag's work was that good. And I, I had pointed out that if she came back to that kind of form, she'd have an option as well. So, you know, she's still got an option for the, for, for the, uh, the champion hurdle. She's got an option for the stayers hurdle. Yeah. And uh, she has this option for the mare's hurdle. I, I've tried to be as honest as I can. I think Willie, in some of his comments, was really sharing his thinking rather than trying to make any decisions. But the problem is, is people hang on every word. And I understand that 
and I'm trying to be, given last year's issue with the tour, as, as considered but as helpful as I can be. And I think I've been consistent all along. And while Lemony hasn't gone for that, she goes there in good nick. She did a great piece of work the other day. But I'm just not sure it's a piece of work that would win the champion hurdle. Fair enough. And so her likely destination is now the mayor's race. And after a win in the novice mayor's last year, she'd have a big chance if she did turn up there and find Fettel. And Vroom Vroom Mag gives you an opportunity. And one of the questions we actually got from the race hour audience from Mick McGuinness was that an historic hat-trick could be achieved in this champion hurdle. Three different horses over three years. That would be remarkable. And Vroom Vroom being the super sub that you've had for the last couple of seasons because you have such a great array of horses available. Um, she she wouldn't be out of place in it, you said, last year. And she kind of deserves a chance for a champion, doesn't she? Well, it, it depends. I mean, based on her run the last day um, at Doncaster, you know, you, you, you wouldn't run her in a county fair. Fair um, enough. But she, she's, she's come back from that. Um, seemed in good nick. Um, she certainly has the pace for two miles. Um, her Punchestown champion her run last year was very good. You know, people say, well, Identity Thief hasn't trained on. You know, we, we, we would have won that race by a lot farther, I think, if, if Ruby hadn't come down and just popped the last. If he had gone for it, I think the mayor was going very, very well. Yeah. And the time of that race has turned out to be very good. No one, you're right, no one in history has had uh, the same owner, hasn't had uh, won three on the trot in the, uh, in the champion hurdle with three different horses and the same trainer as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, you're always tempted by history, but if you're tempted by history, oftentimes you fall flat on your face. So we'll try and figure out what the right race for the mayor is. Uh, we haven't made a decision yet. Um, you know, she did her last, I suppose, serious piece of work was on Tuesday. Uh, she'll do in a little bit uh, probably tomorrow. And um, Willie and I uh, and the team will have a chat on uh, Sunday morning before Dex. Yeah. And I, I, I know historically we don't like to run our horses against each other, um, which is true. Um, but in this case, I, I, you can be clever, too clever by half. And if you maybe split the two of them up, when the two of them should be in the one race, you might walk away with nothing. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want to leave one behind either. So it'll be, it'll be a, a, an interesting discussion, certainly. So is it obviously still a possibility they could take each other on in that mayor's contest. Um, so, that, I mean, that would be fascinating in its own right. Two very high-class mayors. Uh, let's talk about another one that's been very exciting this season, actually a second season novice, Let's Dance. And I've been at a number of previews, and I know you have, and given your opinion on this, it's a very smart novice for Willie Mullins this year. And you must have been delighted the way that Let's Dance has been campaigned that options open at the festival lights of the Neptune and, and the, the Mayor's Novices race would, would be right on a radar, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I give Joe Chambers a lot of credit last year because when, when she um, lost that maiden hurdle at Christmas to um, uh, uh, Ivan Gorbachev, whatever his name is, yeah. uh, Joseph O'Brien's good horse, um, you know, the, the temptation was to come back out and then win your maiden and, and go again. But what we said was, because it was already Christmas, you know, why not just campaign her at the highest level? And if she wins, brilliant. If she doesn't, we'll have her for a novice this season. And she ran with credit in all of her races last year. She was fourth in the triumph, and but didn't win, so maintained her maiden status. And she was, you know, the, the summer did her an absolutely world of good. She came back a different mare, and uh, she's been excellent. I'd say that, you know, outside of, of Duvan, she'd be our best hope for the week. And she wouldn't be out of place in any of the novice races. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, she certainly uh, likes that old course, given her performance last year. And, uh, or new course, sorry, given her performance last year uh, in the Triumph. And, um, you know, it, it, she could go, she could either go to the Mares or the Neptune most likely targets, I reckon. 
Yeah, I mean, there's also a really nice bonus been put up as well, isn't there, for uh, if Let's Dance can be successful at the festival. So that would go to the stable staff. I think it's 50,000 euros, is it? Or 50,000 pounds for the stable staff? 50,000 euros. It's it's sponsored by um, Matt Lacey Partners. It's a terrific bonus. Um, I think what, what, you know, and clearly that would be nice for the staff to have. We'd like a winner. And uh, the bonus is a bonus, but but it'd be great to win it. It'd be great for the staff of the one. Yeah, it would be. Let's talk a bit about the Gold Cup because with Jack Adam in his last two years at the Cheltenham Festival has had a different prep and a bit unfortunate as well, especially last year with the fall in the Betbright Cotswold first where he picked up a bit of an injury and perhaps wasn't able to be properly drilled into ahead of that Gold Cup. Although I know, I think you and Willie and everyone were, were happy enough with him, obviously, to go into the Gold Cup. He ran a huge race and he's bumped into two very smart winners of the Gold Cup in the last two years. Third time lucky, perhaps, for Jack Adam. Is this the holy grail race for you in terms of your ambitions in, in national hunt racing? Is it a Gold Cup that you want? Yes, I think I think um, Susanna and I both uh, have always talked about since we first got in the game that we, we'd love to win the Gold Cup. It is a very, very difficult race to win. Um, we've had a few runners in it. Jack Adam has performed with great credit the last uh, the last two years. Um, I, he was a lucky second last year. I think if if, um, if Q Carter stayed on his feet, um, we'd have been third behind one of those uh, other behind those two, Don Cossack and Q Card. Yeah. Um, but you, the, the, as you're right, you know the prep last year, he received a terrible cut um, at, um, at at Cheltenham. Uh, during the Bet Bright chase, we were lucky that he wasn't more seriously hurt. It was a big, huge flap of skin hanging off. It's healed nicely, but we couldn't get stuck into him. We went there happy enough, but it wasn't ideal. This year, he's had a clean run. He's had an ideal prep. Um, it is, uh, he's eight. Um, he's stronger than ever. I thought he looked brilliant uh, last Sunday at Leopardstown after racing. Yeah. Looks good in his coat. Everything seems, seems to be pointing to a big run. You know, he's finished second twice. I don't know if there's anything of the caliber of the last two winners in this year's race. Um, we go there very hopeful, very hopeful. Yeah, it would be uh, it would be brilliant to get that done as well, especially for Willie Mullins and and for you having gone so close with well for you and Susanna having gone so close with Jack Adam in the last two years. And this Gold Cup, it does look a bit more open, doesn't it, than the previous couple of seasons? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's certainly any any one of five, six, seven could win it this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it takes a bit of luck to win the Gold Cup as well. You've got to jump. You, it, it, it's, making a mistake is such a penalty because they go at a good clip, and uh, you know you've really got to be consistent throughout the whole race and can't have any flat spots. So you tune them up for the right day, and hopefully luck breaks your way as well. Well, very much fingers crossed with that one. I might pick out a few others, or perhaps you could pick out a few others from the the crew that will go over uh, in the in the Susanna Ritchie colours. I, I thought that Royal Caviar would have won the last day, but for coming down, he'd go obviously to the Arco and he'd take on a very smart horse in Altior, but you're probably hoping to pick up a bit of place money with Royal Caviar, are you? He's a horse I'm excited about. You know, he, he wasn't the best novice hurdler, and he also ran into uh, an awful lot of good novice hurdlers when he was hurdling. Sure did. And he's really blossomed this year um, as a chaser. We always thought he'd make a good chaser. He should have won the, the Arco um, without that fall to last. I think he's a cracking bet in the Arco without Altior. Yeah. Uh, he's he's five to one. Um, I think that's a cracking bet. Um, the race may even cut up. So, you know, you may end up with six runners in the day. So, you know, it's better to take that each way now where there's still 14 entries or whatever it is. But Altior is obviously a different class. Something would have to uh, go seriously wrong um, for him, for us to win. But I think we'll run a big race. 
we, we both talked about Altior there and, and the chance of Royal Caviar running a big race in that arc. Altior against Duvan, if it doesn't happen this year, which doesn't look likely this season, uh, that would be some match next season, wouldn't it, Rich? Oh, it'd be huge. I mean, I have a lot of time for Altior and a lot of time for the Pews. They're very nice people. Uh, I love Nicky Henderson. He's done a great job with that horse. That horse is gorgeous, and he is some talent. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. It would be great to uh, to see it. Um, you know, let's let's get uh, let's get this year out of the way first. Yeah, and yeah. see where we go from there. Yeah, they've st- they've still got to go and do it, haven't they? Both of them at this year's festival. That's absolutely and then, right. Yeah, and as we've seen, you know, this season anything can happen. It's it's difficult to keep these horses right for a long period. Would you pick out any of the others across the week that you are looking forward to? I did mention there's a bit of a changing of the guard, but some of these will, will turn up at the festival for the first time, likes of Bapome, who will probably go in a triumph. Um, there are other ones around in your group that I'd say you're looking forward to seeing how they get on at the at the peak of the, the game at the Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, it's a funny year this year, particularly for our novices. We, we don't have a, a stand-up novice as we've had the past few years, yeah. uh, past four or five years. We don't. We've got some novices who, you know, it's certainly not for lack of trying or lack of buying. We, we've spent the same money. It's just this crop, for whatever reason, hasn't turned out um, a superstar. And, you know, I, other than Let's Dance, I don't think our novices are, are even the best in Woody's yard. Woody's got some nice ones in Bunk Off Early and, uh, and Mellon and uh, Bacardi's and the like. Um, for whatever reason, it's been tough for us. So I'm interested to see how they get on. I think some of them, like a Live, Love, Laugh, um, uh, or Turkagua, who may run. Yeah. You know, they'll make great chasers. Yeah. Um, and this crop seems to look, look more like a chasing group than a hurdling group. Um, but I think, you know, if, if we're if, uh, changing the guard, I hope not. I hope Fahim's back next year. Of Don't course. know by any power, but I hope Fahim's back. Um, but yeah, I mean, we go there in the novice um, races, really on, on um, research missions, I suppose, see how they get on, see how they fare. Most of them have only run once or twice. Uh, I'm not expecting big things. I'm just hoping horses like Bravissimo, um, Bo Pome, I think will run a good race in in the uh, in the Triumph. Yeah, I think he's got a very good chance to be placed. Um, but horses like Bravissimo or um, you know uh, Riven Light's a possibility, but I doubt he'll run. Um, or Montabano, you know, we'll, we'll we'll just see how they get on. Um, you know, even a lot of our novices like you know, American Tom are hurt in the, in the Chase Factory, so we go there really not pitching very high, but a horse I'm excited about seeing is Arbert V. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably likely he'll run in the, uh, in the four mile national hunt chase on the Tuesday. And he's a horse while still a, a maiden uh, over fences seems to be coming to himself. And I, I like the way he jumped on, uh, on Sunday. He could be one that improves as well for that sterner test. Arbor de Vee is an interesting runner at the festival. So good luck to you with him. I did get a few questions from the race hour audience actually that picked out some of your runners. I might mention them to you. Uh, one of our listeners called Captain Neville said, Renetti, uh, is this the week that he puts it all together and consents to run a big race? There's an issue with Renetti, isn't there, at the start that in Ireland you don't get any help with. I don't think you can bring someone down to the start with him, but you can do that at Cheltenham. So he's a very talented runner for you. The captain asked a good question. I mean, Renetti is uh, nuts. He has his own ideas about things. Um, he will act the maggot at the start again, I guarantee it, at Cheltenham. But you're right, at Cheltenham, you can come down. There's, there's a, a, an assistant starter there with a whip. Obviously, they don't, they don't hit the horses, but they can use the, 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 the whip to, to get them going or crack it to get them going. Yeah. Um, I think Renetti's probably figured out that they're not going to hit him either. So. <laughs> <laughs> He may not go on the day there either, but he's he's a clever horse. Um, you know, look if if Arctic Fire stayed in or something like that, and and Renetti had a decent weight um, of, of eleven three or something, I'd give him a good chance uh, in the county. 
Um, you know, Ruby rides him well. He's a he, he's a difficult horse to to ride. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he puts it together, as we saw on the flat there at the end of the season, he's unbelievable. And uh, boy, it would be great uh, with the season we've had if he could do it at Cheltenham. Um, but he's uh, he's certainly a talented horse, and um, I, I like him. I, I just hope he 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 goes and does it. I mean, we we took him there a couple of years ago, and he just we, he wouldn't budge on the gallops. He just would not budge. So we had to send him back home because obviously horses are a herd mentality. Other horses were seeing him. We don't want other horses to behave that way. So yeah. we had to put him back in his box and go home. But I'm hoping I'm hoping he runs, and I hope he has a big run. There's, he, there's one in him, certainly. Oh, there is. He seems to be one that knows a bit more about the game, perhaps, than, than I do anyway. He's an interesting <laughs> character, is Renetti. Yes. Um, and a similar question... Um, well, actually, talk from Ed Clark, who asked, is it about volume of winners at the Cheltenham Festival or about the quality of the races? And I think that's a difficult question. That's a, it's, a, it's a good question because it's interesting. We've won, we've been very fortunate to have won 13 races at Cheltenham, none of them handicaps, um, and all grade ones except one. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I think it's great to have a Cheltenham winner. It really is. I think it's extra special if you have a graded Cheltenham winner. I think it's you, you want as many as you can um, because it is where everybody wants to go and see the best horses, um, and that's absolutely certain. But I think there's a little extra dimension when you win one of the bigger races or one of the grade ones. I think it, it, it's um, th- th- there's there's a little bit extra to it. But you certainly, I mean, you, you you wouldn't trade anything you won there. No, you wouldn't. That is a, that is a fact. There are two horses that perhaps we won't see at this year's Cheltenham Festival that were picked out by listeners. Uh, Benny Dadu, what's the plans for that one in the future? Everyone was very impressed with that first performance, Rich. Oh, she's a lovely horse, Dean. I, I, I think she's brilliant. She could be anything um, and one to really look forward to. Now, she had a little bit of a niggle. Um, it was nothing serious. It just kind of put her off her prep. She's back in full work. I imagine uh, she will be back around Ferry House time. Yeah. Um, we'd certainly expect a big run from her out of the Punchestown Festival. I'd like to get her in shape um, for Ferry House. But she's fine. She's an exciting, exciting uh, mare. Interestingly, I'm not sure if we'd have brought her to Cheltenham, actually. Yeah. Um, because you know, there, was a, there was a nice race for her, actually, um, this weekend. Um, uh, or sorry, next weekend, uh, the Dawn Run, Novice Chase, whatever it is, mm-hmm. which was something we had in our mind. But she's certainly one for next year, and uh, she's very, very exciting. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be excited about that one. It's good to hear you uh, upbeat as well about Benedict Dudu. Uh, Howard Martin asked a similar question about Epicurus. Epicurus, somebody knows their form. Who's that, Howard? Is that who it was? His name is Harold Martin. Oh, he must study the uh, the sales. We bought Epicurus, who is rated, I think, as high as 115 on the flat. Okay. I think I have that right. So, obviously, he has some boot. Um, he, he's been campaigned on the flat all along. He was a sixth in the French Derby, something like that. Uh, a very, and, then, and then, as a four-year-old, he just disappointed um, and seemed to have just lost the, 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 the racing bug or whatever it was. And, we bought him really as a project. We bought him at one of the sales. We're hoping to freshen him up. Um, uh, he has schooled. He, he, he schools already. He schools well. Um, and he is an interesting project for uh, for next season. He's one I think will do be a dual campaigner with. Okay. Um, like a Max Dynamite. But he is. If we can freshen him up, he's certainly got a lot of raw ability. And 
I, I like taking a chance on some of these guys. It's interesting. Yeah, a tip of the cap there to Harold Martin, who asked a very interesting Good question. question. Yeah, no absolutely. Let's not forget your uh, involvement as executive chairman of BetBright. It's a big week for the company at Cheltenham, and they are, of course, the sponsors of the BetBright Cup, which goes into its third year under that guise. Very, very tight last year, of course, with a 14-all stalemate after four days. Um, Team GB seem to be big favourites for it this year, but we've got Hector and Tuffers are back. They'll be on course all week and, and representing BetBright there in that BetBright Cup. It's great to have that as part of Cheltenham, isn't it? Where rivalry can be kind of celebrated in that way. It's a bit different to the, a normal day's racing. Yeah, and I think it's a bit of fun, really. Um, you know, the, the the competition has always been there. Um, it's great that, uh, but not, but now it's been one-sided for you know a hundred years. So it was great to see the Irish um, in there last year. Um, uh, well, they were so far up, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom! The Irish won, or the English won the last four races. Paul whatever. Nichols did a bit of a smash Paul and grab. Yeah. yeah, 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 he did. Um, but I think that it's it adds a bit of fun to, to the to the festival. You know, it's so intense. It's intense for punters because it's where people save up all year to have a bet and want to enjoy themselves. But the tensity around that is huge. It is a tense day for connections and for fans because you're desperate for your horse to win there. And the the Bet Bright Cup injects a bit of fun. And in in Hector and and Phil, you've got two guys who are well suited for each other. Uh, <laughs> they're both a laugh. And uh, it, it's a nice, it's a nice element to the festival, and it's just a bit of fun. Absolutely. Well, look, I want to wish you and Susanna and all the horses, everyone down at Clos Sutton and Willie and everyone, a really, really good week. Fingers crossed, all goes to plan. You've got still got some very big guns to fire across the Cheltenham Festival, and if there's no mishaps, um, hopefully we'll have some good stories to tell after it all. Rich, thanks very much for coming on the Race Hour podcast. Thanks, Dean. It was a pleasure to be here, and uh, I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you. Best of luck. Thank you. Okay, we're moving on on the Revolving Door uh, Race Hour Cheltenham podcast brought to you with our friends at BetBright. We're on to day three of the festival. Demon Olin's still here. I'm still here, of course. And now we're joined by Disco Reed. Chris. Uh, how are you again, man, lads? We are, are we well? All good. We are enjoying ourselves. So Still far. sobering ourselves. Um, the Revolving Door has turned. So how did Noel go? Uh, yeah, well, you'll have to wait and listen to the podcast to find okay. out. He, okay. Uh, okay. He, Very interesting. He enjoyed, he enjoyed himself. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he tends to do that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we've we've had a few characters on this podcast uh, okay. over the winter months, and uh, I think you've been one of the more popular ones, Chris. So it's good to have you back for the Thursday. Thanks very much, guys. Let's talk about the he's not popular in here, but he's popular in general. Yeah. Well, he's popular outside yeah, of this yeah, room. Yeah. The the JLT um, yeah. York Hill is a top of the shops. Um, yeah. You know he's going to be touched on by everybody who comes on this podcast. Yeah. I'm sure because he's such a bit of an enigma. But we know where your colours are. Uh, yeah, we know that. It's a, it's a lot more um, it's a lot more heart and head though I suppose with the um, disco with the disco but look I I've been I've been getting on this horse each way now for a long time yep. um, look I, 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 I don't know I don't know if he can beat York Hill I looked at York Hill's run out in Leprestown the weekend my god he doesn't he, he just does not settle jinx um, is not an easy one to deal with uh, and for that reason I give disco a chance uh, however, York Hill might just be a bit too fast, um, but a mistake in Cheltenham is 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 can can could take him out of that race. Um, so look, I my most uh, I'm looking forward to that race the most this week. Uh, really looking forward to this go. Uh, Brian Cooper will get the ride, I'd say. So Brian, if you're listening, please 
please just get them over the line it's going to be uh, some party in here talk to Sean Flanagan for uh, yeah yeah actually talk to Sean Flanagan Sean Flanagan gave him a peach the last day so uh, you might you might get a few tips out of Sean there Brian but um, and best of luck as well best of luck to them all I think yeah you're going to need a bit of luck because if your kill jumps around I think he wins yeah. there is a question mark where he jumps around Paul Keeley on the Bet Bright preview in the walkabout said if there wasn't a rail in the middle of the track your kill would be on the cross country course before they completed <laughs> the first he's still yeah. winning hard didn't he is that what he said no he didn't say I didn't still. hear that bit oh, okay, sorry. Take, take, yeah, sorry, taking sorry, him sorry. on all yeah. day long unfortunately what he did say was the ones behind him are not that good in if this field. Is he taking him on on the jumping though, or is he taking him on in general? He's taking him he's on because cycle. that's his nature of punting. Yes, he doesn't like back of favourites anyway, so Will, he always wants a price. And this horse is a bit of a boiling kettle. Yeah. That's how I'd call him. Will going lickety split settle him down a bit more? Yeah, well, this will help, help him. him yeah. Yeah. Will help Do you know what I would be, think so as well? would be a master stroke from Cooper, is if for the first couple of fences, don't give him some solid easy lead yeah just let him come or just jump. no but just yeah. control the place and make it a bit slower for the first circuit like yeah. you know it, you don't have to go lickety spit for the first while yeah yeah, yeah 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 you can do that I mean there's no way although Disco, Disco might get, jump better with the quicker he goes Disco, yeah, yeah. Not, absolutely he's not um, getting the run of the race he had the last day which is where he looks so impressive true um, your kill look anything but impressive Disco has a mistake in him as well we've seen yeah. that before <laughs> yeah. he made a mistake the last day he still won well um, yeah. he corrected himself very well which I was very impressed with mm. some other good horses in it, in this race guys with top notch and uh, my uh, well my bite's not going to run here yeah Politolo uh, is an Politolo interesting is a good one yeah Logged in though twice now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he um, has. He has. And look, the the top five. Yeah. If they run, in if, that Whisper, order, if yeah. Whisper doesn't go for the RSA, you could see them finishing like they are there. I, yeah. I have the um, I have the disco T-shirt made, so uh, I'll be wearing that on Thursday. So we might get it up on the race hour. Um, we will. We might get it up on the on the race hour Twitter. Definitely. If he wins, yeah. Um, no, the, uh, if he doesn't win. You, you <laughs> no, of course, of course. We we'll get it up beforehand. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, look. Uh, do you mean you had a big row on this podcast where I defended York Hill to the hilt um, I still think he's an absolute freak I still think yeah. he's one of the most talented horses in training yeah. I just went through his runs again and that Aintree run it just stank like uh, he, he nearly killed Paul Townit. Um but so he, the key he, thing about him was he still got up and won um, he'd burned himself out by punches down then which is understandable with the he basically ran four miles that day with the way he was pulling and turning yeah he was fourth that day was he yeah but yeah. like you can just completely disregard that yeah. he's a freak he's one of the best horses in training the Make thing apologies with, again for him the thing with him is <laughs> the thing with him is I couldn't touch him with even your money Dean not 11 um, 8 lads no no. Just he's a superstar. He's one of the best horses we'll ever see. But the propensity. Whoa, 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 whoa! The whoa. propensity. <laughs> he's one of the best engines we'll ever see. Is what I meant to say. Sorry. And the the key thing with him is his propensity to blow up has turned me off this horse, and his propensity to completely log in. And it's why if I was Brian Cooper or whoever is front running, don't go off at a mental speed. Slow it down for the first circuit. Kick on then, and try and get this horse acting like he does and because um, if he burns too much energy it's still Cheltenham he still might struggle at home his best performance last year wasn't the Neptune when he had the front runner to aim yeah. at who went off at the speed Agreed. he settled lovely he jumped lovely that day because he had something to focus on the rest of these jockeys need need to make this game and again if it was me this goes he's short now at fives maybe yeah. but um, at sevens or eights um, he would have been my bet for the race as well yeah, York Hill jumps left as well which would probably suit yeah it well, does suit. Will, it sorry, definitely suits obviously him. suit definitely here, suits but, him um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ruby, Ruby get the rail job like. if he jumps around he wins by about five or six lengths none of these are in the same parish of ability as 
York Hill. I, but it's propensity to blow up. I'll tell you what I'm going to do in the race, and I'm hoping that York Hill gets smashed because everyone talks about him, and you just said it, Demo, that he's one of the best horses we'll ever right. see. Best Which, engines, I say. No, no, no. You say it, and a lot of people <laughs> say it. And what's going to happen, I hope, is that he gets smashed into odds on, top-notch hits, anything like a free bet to nothing, and I will have top my life. Tiny. I will have, have my notch. life on course that he's certainly there. Like that. He's too small. Nicky Henderson, ready as well. Yep, just giving you a view. Yeah. I think he's the... He's the one who is guaranteed to run a decent race. But your kill, he's good. So if he runs round, jumps well, wins. Come on, let's go. Potemps, please. Uh, Demo, go kick off with a Potemps, will you? Yeah, I will, Dean. I appreciate the tone. Um, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the one I've landed on this is uh, Barney Dwan now. I'm devastated. I've missed the big prices on him. Uh, Fergal O'Brien, Dean, he's had an absolutely unbelievable year. Um, he's had one of his best seasons ever, I think. Um, he's over 50 winners anyway for the year. Um, this horse was up besides or getting up besides to be fair when he fell he'd already qualified he's finished fourth um, to qualify the records uh, I don't have to stat I'll ask Dave McGurn uh, 1 in 20 in. winners of a Potemps trial have actually won this race yeah so that's bad that's really bad so he, he's coming in having not won one which <laughs> if that's any bit of a, a turn in he's a good horse team uh, it's not a race I ever go too mad on um, I find it one of the, the really tricky handicaps your buddy Fingal Bay is there at 33 to 1 jeez I've had enough guys. you've had enough of him <laughs> I think definitely and the other horse that has to be mentioned as well um, I will be back in Barney Dwan I think he's a freak as well I, he's very well talented and I mean freak as in not that he's going to be an absolute superstar but again he's a bit mental um, but it's over hurdles so he'll have no problem he should put it all together the better team to aim at and the other one as well has to be Jury duty, Dean, which which has been all the talk. Yeah, he finished fourth um, at Warwick to qualify for this race. He was unlucky at the Punchdown Festival last year. He won a really nice handicap at Navin earlier on in the year. He's the right horse, um, but eight to one is plenty short enough for me for. What you can be sure is we haven't seen the best of a few of these horses until this day comes around. Apart from the top one, who's just a fairy tale story. And to be fair for Deborah Hamer, yeah. Chris, so, have you picked something? Yeah. So like, uh, I was in here a couple of weeks ago. Um, given uh, to be fair uh, yeah this is an extremely tough race like you can nearly stick a pin in this one guys yeah um, but uh, yeah I'm, go- I'm going for the I'm going for the Cinderella story here with, it would be um, magic with to be fair it would be brilliant, be brilliant. Um, the only thing is I'd say is 7 to 1 favourite probably a bit short in a race like that as I said where you can literally just throw a pin in it you could like any one of ten of them imagine he um, I actually think the day, I, yeah. no, do you know what I actually think when you get the public there and yep. people look at the race card and they see all these ones next to the name I actually think that 7-1 will be a bit shorter on the day because, yeah. yeah because it's a race where you've got so many horses that have been burying themselves yeah. that you've got all stay with a load of ones next to the name that's like, the public yeah, that's true. the public yeah. punt like. it's, so, it's the kind of race now I'd be looking for extra places yes, and stuff like that for sure um, and I'd love to have a go at uh, to be fair but um yeah, uh, I had a chat with the guys upstairs around trying to find a bit of an outsider here as well. Yeah. Um, Evan Frisby, who works up in our team there, uh, has given Duke Street for that, uh, for Dr. Richard Newland. Um, so um, he has a bit of a fancy for that. So that one's about 25s or so. So yeah, um, big price. A bit, a bit of an outsider. I think there. it's a big big price. Thing, yeah, it definitely is. I definitely think so is. too, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jury Duty stands out to me as one from a, a seriously shrewd trainer who will have him yep. just brought to uh, to run a big race here. So yep. I think he'll run well. Um, not a race I'm going mad in for sure. So yep. Yep. I think all good comments there. Ryanair is the following race on the day. Um, it's really, I think, comes down to whether 
Gegenstown decide that Empire of Dallas to run in that and not in the Gold Cup and that will give Uxis Andrin and so something to think about but yeah. where are you firing? Yeah, so Go Chris. I, I think Dermot and I were talking about under so earlier so uh, the big question here for both of us I suppose was the trip um, and the big, ground and the ground as well however th- this horse like this horse for me I, I, I try and read races as best as I can right I know you don't run over shorter distances and stuff like that but I, I think this horse might stay even more I just just the way it runs up towards the line just doesn't stop is what I'm trying to get at I'm not saying it's speed I'm not saying it's anything like that I would just think like he'll tough it out basically I, yeah I, th- I think he might tough it out um, obviously look Sizen John's going for the gold cup I'd say if yeah. Size and John ran in this, I'd be back in Size and John all day long. Yeah. Um, all day long. Yeah. It was his race against, until yeah. against any of them. Decided that, um, you know, the Gold Cup's the run. So I, I really would like uh, Jesse. Jesse will have that horse in, in the Gold Cup. We know the story with the pots. We know it's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I, I had a look outside of it to try and find something else. I I, I don't know, guys. Um, I, I I mightn't have like uh, I'm saying I mightn't have a bet. I'm going to have a bet on it. I'm, I'm going to have a bet on every <laughs> race next week for God's sake. Uh, I'm going to have a mug bet. <laughs> Uh, but look, uh, Undersaw too short at eleven to four anyway for a start. Uh, Empire Dirt we don't know yet. Uh, Size and John Ren, Size and John I'd say would win it. But um, yeah, look, I'm going to stick with Undersaw. I just think he'll he'll dog it out. Demo. Yeah, I'm um, Dean. We had a chat about this a few weeks ago, but I am now absolutely cannot see Oxyzander beaten. Um, I just. Uh, Bounce is the only thing I'm worried about. I think Undersoul is going to come to the hill. He'd be waving the white flag. Um, as Jamie Codd said on a previous night the last night, that a horse nearly needs to stay three miles in the Ryanair. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the speed they go, he's going to set this race up lovely. And uh, the likes of Empire Dirt has every chance. I, I got a feeling a bit of a small Don Classic about him that he wants a proper Gold Cup test. Um, he'd run very well, no doubt about it, but I just I can't have him at those prices. Um, I think four to one about Uxie Zander who's been there he's done it um, on the previous night you were on Dean David Jennings was saying that he spoke with Barry Garrity and Barry Garrity said himself he couldn't see any situation where he didn't turn that form around um, Alan King will have him absolutely spot on for this and I think Uxie Zander is one of the bets of the week yeah and he's he's that kind of price where you could go heavy on an each way bet yeah, yeah. right so now you, got, you, you get a quarter of the yeah. odds of four to one you could yeah. go at it as an each way bet to nothing yeah. you know so there's um, no way you can do that on the day because no. the likes of these other big guns are not they're there gone. have so the one you know run yeah. 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 yeah so, so yeah. this market is all over the place yeah so, so just, just for the listeners I suppose like Dermot's a good judge here so if if you fancy this horse back it now it's everywhere it's non runner I'll bet surely at this stage yeah. but if you can get the four to one have the, have the lot each way if you're following Dermot but I'd rather small win bet on under so but that's yeah. what Demo's saying and I think it's decent advice the other one I've thrown to the mix that no one mentioned is Fox Norton if they decide not to go yeah, chasing rainbows in a queen mum he's yeah. a big player in this yeah. his 12's not running no bet so you're only getting your cash back yeah, if, just, he, if he pitches up he goes you may as well go things. for this though I mean he was spanked yeah, by Altior they should go yeah, for this yeah. like, you know a, a queen mum's a big race like. it's the prize money though in the queen mum isn't it I don't know what second pays second, maybe, it, maybe it pays similar but I think you go very close to Ryan here yeah, you go he, close. Um, and Dean, your favourite horse, Allery, is in there as well, Dean? Yeah, a machine. Monster. <laughs> yeah, so I've I seen at the Bet Break preview night as well, uh, Joe Tizard 
was giving him the said big he'd up. run there, yeah. He said he'd run there, yeah. Yeah. And he said he, he he has speed, he has a chance. Not from what I've seen, guys. Previously, I confess. No, no, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I confess to having a cheeky small bet on him when they were talking about him. Oh, lovely. Post, what Ryan, price? What, give, Ryan, give me a price. Thirty threes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what he is now, anyway. Okay, okay. So okay, it's not. Yeah, I thought it was clever. Right. <laughs> I like Joe Tizard Joe as well. Clever, a bit clever. Joe, I'm after time we get done. Yeah, yeah. Joe and Colin have been bigging up this horse. They continue to big up this horse so maybe, maybe there's a run in it no, I, I, it's, it's more to do with the owner I disagree I no, but maybe there's a run in it when you yeah. get someone to write a cheque that size you better say it's a good one the owner yeah. wrote uh, a cheque for 250 grand was it 600k I think and and like I say it quite you're going to say all around the place that he's an absolute machine aren't you? Like, you know. still though even after the last two pigs of runs uh, I don't know he's still big on it if he was, he working well at home. If he, oh yeah, if he won, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's just his win record in France wasn't even that good. <laughs> it was a mad purchase. Jeez. We yeah. might have a sneaky each way on that one, guys. What do we Do you remember what you trees? said about him in no. the Grand National? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think okay. we're, we're whole water. We're whole water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to the stayers. Uh, Yamworth wins this, doesn't he? No. Um. Oh no, he's not there. <laughs> oh, Poor Dino. Poor old. I better not talk about this. Damn, yeah. you go first. He's still six to one, though, Dean. So you can still punt him. And no, yeah. I, I, I have, get your I, money back at this stage. If you want me to, after time of data, I have lots yeah. of decent prices about Yamworth. <laughs> <laughs> the um, look, uh, I haven't hidden all year that I'm a massive. You know what I mean, Harry fan. Um, I think he's the perfect horse for a world hurdle in that he or a stair, sorry, in that he barely does what he has to. He just does the same thing every time. He, I can't see the angle that people have that Cole Harden will turn it around. He gave Cole Harden eight pounds and a whopping last time. He only won by two lengths or whatever he won by, but that's all he ever does. Now, would would I recommend him at five to four? No, I couldn't. Not a hope. Um, he hasn't beaten anything good enough which is the point you've made before Dean and in light an opportunity to either so I'll be be fair to him yeah in light of new evidence you have to I can't I struggle to see him beaten Um, I think Tistlecrack at this juncture last year as well hadn't beaten anything either Um, and you know what I mean Harry has just continually gone on and on and on he's beating everything but there's a horse in this race called Jeski he's not dark he's won a champion hurdle he's the best horse at this point in this race for what he's done in the past agreed 8 to 1 about him each way is crazy. It's when just you think absolutely about the crazy as well. Like with lights of Vroom Vroom, Yamworth, they're obviously not going. Yeah, yeah. Like he's only going to go off. I'd guess his price is going to be seven to two. Yeah, and so like, he's a bet right now. Right now, absolutely. Eight right to one. Now. Back him each way. He'll travel the best of them all. The issue with him, I know he won over three miles, beating Hurricane Fly. That race wasn't ran like a proper staying race team plenty of stayers in behind him that day. I agree with you though. It was run a bit like a tactical fast. Yeah, you know, and the two of them just came to the last but he didn't stop crucially and uh, no. like the same thing I have a problem with sizing John's form for the Gold Cup which we'll get on to but again you have to look at the horse himself and he didn't stop either yeah. um, and Jeski hasn't stopped he's bred for this as well I mean Jetson his brother stays his trip all day long he won the world hurdle at, uh, at Punchstown so I think Jeski he will stay but even if he doesn't I think he'll travel well enough into the race that he's going to place and I think eight to one is a massive price. It's a knock in each way. An absolute crack in each way yeah. for this race, Dean. Yeah. Chris. Um no, basically. Good um, I'm, I'm having another one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not having an all mead love in here now with Disco or anything, but I, I really like Snow Falcon in this race. Yeah. Um, at a big price, we're talking 14s or 16s. Yeah. So Snow Falcon, this horse has a big run in it. I'm, I'm telling everybody now, this horse has a big run in it. Right. Was was going as well as you know what I mean, Harry, when falling in Newbury about three runs ago. 
was tanking. Absolutely tanking and made a like four out, wasn't it? It was a three, three, three or four out. out. Yeah, yeah. Made a horlax of it. Um, three quarters of a length behind Chains Hill last time out. Uh, didn't travel well that day either. Uh, looked, it was off the bridle about three furlongs out, which is not like, which is not like how the horses run previously. Okay. Uh, finished ahead of Clondall Warrior as well that day, which is decent form as well. Uh, I would be having. A small bit each way on some Falcon at 14s or 16s, thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah just the point needs to be made that nobody's, we're not per se taking on, you know what I mean, Harry? I think you'd be a fool to go heavy against them. Um, but I just think an 8 to 1 or 14 to 1 each way, as he put up, you're getting better odds on the place there than you are on the win. Look, for, uh, yeah, we shouldn't you know be putting I mean, people off putting, you know what I mean, Harry and Akas and stuff. No, like I was that just going to say, like, you bang him in your Akas and you might have a little punt or something to have a nice little each way a bit on, behind the, him, yeah. on one of the outsiders. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I fancy yeah. Snow Falcon there. Like. It's just, he's taken on, even Snow Falcon was fifth that time in the Neptune. That was a good Neptune. He'd outlander behind him. Snow Falcon, uh, I still think he's below him, but anyway, that's. I'm known to be wrong, Chris. And uh, <laughs> Shane, I think Shane's Hill and Jeski are the two coming into this race that um, they're they're very classy. And you know what I mean? Harry has, hasn't met horses like them before. Yeah. And I think they're the only flying the island firm. He's going to beat the English horses again, all ends up. He will. It yeah. is. The issue for him is he hasn't met a Jeski and he hasn't met a Shane's Hill yet. Yeah, so and if he beats them, Dean, no more, uh, nobody can crib him out. Ever again? No, that's my that's my, that's my summary of the race as well. I wouldn't put anyone off a, a, a little bit of a place money for the likes of Clondor or Snow Falcon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeski and Shane Hill come with something a little bit different to what Harry we, has. We might get a we might get a free bar at Owen Duffy's wedding as well if Shane Hill wins. So <laughs> that's true. Um, that's we'd, true. We'd like that. Come on, the Shanes. Yeah. Um, okay, Brown Advisory Plate. We've spoken a lot on this podcast in the run up to Cheltenham about how obvious and how positive everyone is about Diamond King from the yard he's in there at a short enough price what is he around 6-1 to one yeah even less than that in places we're seeing 9-2 to 5-1 to one, yeah he's the talking horse of all the preview nights as well so yeah. he's been getting hammered up in the run up I think now if you've missed the boat yeah maybe Too don't late. get on it's very hard to recommend him now Dean I mean look um, was the last week Dean we put him up and but three weeks ago as well yeah um, we've been hearing about this horse for a long time we're on at decent odds um, I could not for the life of me recommend 92-5-1-11-2 about him uh, unless the ground was very good if the ground is good this horse for me wins uh, last year in the Coral Cup he absolutely dotted up and uh, he won in the bridle this is the exact same trip he's a pound higher over fences I don't appreciate people saying as well that uh, he's not as good over fences he doesn't jump out of soft ground. I mean, that's that's the simplicity of it. We jacked on this podcast and Ollie and both of them said the exact same thing. Yeah. That you can disregard any form he has on soft or heavy. The the actual chase run he had at Galway, and I really like horses having their novice run at Galway because I think it's a very good track. You go through so many undulations. It's a good Cheltenham uh, warm-up for me, Dean. Mm-hmm. And um, he handled that brilliantly. He jumped really well that day. Dotted away from him. Bad field, but again, you can only watch him. And... He was brilliant. I think he's in off a really fair mark. He'll have Davy Russell on board again, I'd imagine. And for me, Dean, he takes every single inch of the beating. Um, at bigger odds, um, I'm interested this year again in Venetia Williams' horses. Um, I think her horses are hitting form, which is odd for her. They didn't run really well during the winter with the heavy ground. And she's starting to have a few winners now. This time last year, um, Tango de Julie was second in this race um, off... 149 Tango de Julie gets in this year 
of 150. He's 20 to 1. He hasn't ran since, but he did the same last year. He didn't have another run bar this race. And 20 to 1, there's much worse each way pokes than Vinicius Williams' horse. Thank you to Julie. She's generally done well in this race, I yeah. believe. Uh, Chris? Uh, yeah, look. I'd like to be on the price as Diamond King was about a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with looking at the weather forecast coming up the next week, the ground's going to be fine. Um, so I, I can't get involved now at 5-1. to one. Uh, I don't know whether Gardley Victoire is going to run in this race. Uh, big fan of the horse, uh, the Phillips Hobbs, Philip Hobbs horse. Yeah, he's uh, a cracker. Yeah, he's cracker a cracker, horse, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if he goes here, I'm, you know what, I'm going to have a bet on this today. Uh, at fourteen to one, because he won't be going off four to fourteen to one if he runs in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, Diamond King, the one to beat, uh, and the, the squeaky each way bet for me be on Gardner Victoire. I just throw two into the mix as well. Um, Size and Cadelco, Joe Tiz, I put him up as his nap in the meeting at one of the preview nights I was at. Um, okay. Which is interesting when you consider the kind of ammunition now for the festival. Of course, yeah. Was, uh, about the twelve to one shot there. Didn't yeah, he? he thought he was very uh, in with a very decent mark. And Shantu Village. If you ever talk to Neil Maholland about a horse, he'll only talk about that one. So oh, he loves the horse. Yeah. So it's in there. Uh, it would be good to see that. He's one just never done it on track for from has he? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's such a talented horse. Clearly, he's priced like he won't do it as well. And I think it's sixteen. So, you know, if you're looking for something against King, or you've already got King in the book. And you want to throw something else in there? That's where I'd go. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the mares, novices. Um, the talking horse Chris has been let's dance, and yep. rightly so. It's the second season novice, which means yep. she's got plenty of advantages. Look, but she's up against Early Beach, possibly. Uh, I love the two of these horses, by the way. Um, if there were any price, I'd have to. I'd have the all reverse forecast, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, every preview night I've seen, every video I've seen, every jockey I've seen, every trainer I've seen, everything has said that let's dance will win. Yep. no matter where it runs yeah uh, too short <laughs> well maybe if everybody is that maybe bullish no. though, maybe there's nothing no price too short but uh, even money we're talking now uh, Early yeah. Beach is a lovely horse guys has done nothing wrong either um, that Royal Bond form possibly would, the best kinda, novice form it would kind of yeah. turn you off or just how little Willie's talked about or even the previews and everything it's all about less dance and yeah I'd be the same as you Chris sorry uh, look, everybody's giving up Let's Dance for this. And so I'm, I'm telling everybody, have it in your ACA that week. Have a, If you're having your ACA across the week and you're picking one a day, it'll probably be that one for the day, guys. Yeah. The only issue, she's still engaged in a few other races. And if she's that hot, they might look at a Neptune and go, we can win that. As, yeah. you know, I go for Neptune with her. Mullins might look at me, it yeah. as well and go, yeah. we can win a Neptune with that one. Ailey Beach has this mapped up. I mean, the. The Mullinjard has that race absolutely sewn up. Yeah, it's sewn up. Uh, good, good, good lead up to this race as well. The, the, the horse, um, yeah, absolutely. They, I think they've done the right thing. Danced but, around. Uh, I got a feeling if we're having a good week uh, coming to Thursday and we're getting down to this race, we might be having a go at Let's Dance if okay. we're running around even money. Yeah, okay. I think uh, Let's Dance wins this. Uh, bar the trip is a concern. If Early Beach is in the same form as that Royal Bond, yeah, I'm telling you, <coughs> I'd have her over. Um, I really would just a trip I think it's very nice if they do go for it because of that 50 grand bonus for the stable staff exactly. um, I think it's a very decent gesture by connections with William Mullins and everything else because 50,000 for stable staff is huge yeah, and so that's is. absolutely lovely all together Dean there's one here at absolutely huge odds um, 50 to 1 uh, and the name of the horse is Montana Bell uh, for Henry the Bombhead now there's no guarantee she's going to run uh, there's no guarantee she's even going to not finish last but she at times in her career she's shown some decent decent form she was here in 2014 when she was trained by um with the crawford team and she was second by two lengths behind a bit of a puzzle she finished ahead of daring carlotta and she finished ahead 
of Briery Queen. They're three decent fillies thing. Um, as well as that, two runs ago, she was very good at Fairy House and she went into my uh, my tracker and she was um, a very close, or she beat Bargy Lady, who again at the time was uh, very well fancied by the Mullen stable on that day. Now look, big prices uh, place in the in these mares races all the time. Um, it was a 50 to 1 second in this race. There's been 50 and 66 to 1 places in the mayor's hurdle. I, it tends to be the one or two of them are way too good. They go way clear and there's a battle then for the places. And I just think you'd have much sillier bets than a 40 to 1 on Montana Bell. That's been up that Cheltenham Hill before, has seen it out and finished behind a bit of a puzzle, Dean, who's a very decent mare. And um, I think there's much sillier bets than Montana Bell. Big price shout. Yeah, okay. I like that. We'll hold you to that one as well, Damo, because I think I'm struggling for uh, <laughs> any interest in punting there. You'll pick one under the Dean, will I'll, I'll have that one. Well, you know, we talked about top of the market. It looks like the race is done. Yeah. She was thought of highly enough, Dean, to, to go into uh, an open maiden hurdle, and she was in that one, you know, Mick Jazz one. Yeah. Like, she was thought of highly enough to run in that. Now, she finished sixth. The ground was probably against her as well. Okay. But again, the fact that Henry de Brown had thought highly enough of her to even run her in that. So... I think she goes very close. Okay, let's move on to the final race of day three, and that is the Kim Muir. Now, Maldini tops this market, and everyone and the housewife and probably your dog has, uh, has noticed this one might be all rightly handicapped, or at least uh, tried to be. I'm going to let Dermot take the reins on this one. It's his favourite horse of all oh time. So. God, look, uh, Pat Kelly, a good trainer, but I have a big issue with trainers and connections like this being called shrewd when it's just blatant cheating um you know and it's uh i can't have it whatsoever does it, does it win the kimio no it doesn't oh okay um i am on a horse theme that you won't like that i'm saying it because i imagine you will be as well but 141 for southfield royale is an insult and that horse is um, oh very well rated he was third one of the best four milers of all time last year um he last time he blew up but i think they half expected it dean you know he was he was friendless and everything else um, I just think if Sophie Royale is back to the old Sophie Royale um, I'd like to see a good amateur because there's a big difference between a good amateur and a bad am- amateur like you know with professionals you're expecting a certain level I'm of hoping, decency I'm hoping it's Katie I'd love if it was yeah. Katie uh, now you're, it was an amateur last time they rode him so I don't know whether he was being thought of and was just being used uh, I, I would James imagine King. the plan was that he'd give him a good ride in the sky bet and that's where they were going to go um, but it wasn't his fault that we have to make that point obviously no no I'm not yeah. blaming him but yeah. just the, yeah. the race didn't go right so that's it's a I big, just ask, think big ask for him to jump up again he would be one of my best bets of the week Dean and um, oh. he'd impact in the 9 to 1 and I just think he's an absolutely he's your horse I'll let you go on about him an awful lot more than me but um, <laughs> we both backed him last time Dean we were both all over we're going after him that week as well didn't we uh, yeah and he didn't run first. I just think he's a much better horse than Maldini. He's a better horse than, and the rest of them. And nine to one is a massive price. I I always penned him as a RSA Gold Cup type horse of the future. Okay. So he should be strolling this. And I wish he was in the old teamer because he would have absolutely lapped yeah. him off one for Jesus, one. listeners getting excited here saying he can stroll this at nine or ten to one. Yeah, he wins. If he's hundred percent, he wins. <laughs> he really does. He wins. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you're doing each way ackers and that's not in it, you've missed one. He's yeah. blown up the Cheltenham Hill and ever. I mean, I'm struggling to see a negative with him, dude. Well, the negative is that if you take the run the last day at face value after a break, he can't win this. But if he just runs more positively, which not uh, Neil Maholland said he will do, and they'll put him up the front end, I think there has to be something very good in there to go past him. Yeah. Um, Alvarado, 
Nice horse. For Fergal O'Brien, still has an entry for this. Uh, and I believe that this horse might go here. Uh, big fan of Fergal O'Brien. I know we said it earlier as well. He's had a good few winners this season and stuff. Uh, Alvarado seems to be fairly well treated. And for me, a nice big price, a nice juicy 25s or 33s each way in this race will be yeah. a, a bit of an outside squeak. He'll struggle to get in, so but uh, he might no, struggle to get no, in. No, 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 anyway. Crafty yeah, exactly. Butcher would be interesting if it got in because Paddy said when I asked him on this podcast when he was on here that if there was one horse that he. They actually I have a handicap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. the one they have. But he's so well handicapped, probably doesn't get in. So he won't get in. No, because no. he just because Phil Smith. Phil Smith put him down tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a nice, he's a nice race card number here currently of sixty-five. The so. ego, yeah, 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 the and ego, and, yeah. and uh, crafty yeah. will not be going. Chris, thank you for coming on and doing day Thanks three very much, guys. of the Cheltenham Festival. What's your nap, Chris? Revolving door. The nap for the Thursday, guys is this goal to win the JLT and hopefully he doesn't win it too well, far something over the rest of the week you've got one for us um, I really like move with the times and the supreme thank uh, you I know you've probably covered that already uh, really like this horse um, had heard a few things a couple of months ago before he ran the last time out where he finished second uh, I don't think they put everything into that horse the last time out I think they were saving a bit in a bit behind Ballyandy I'm yeah. with you I think he's valued for that supreme I th- absolute value for the supreme um, yeah look really like that that one uh, I suppose I'll give you a quick squeak on the on the Gold Cup I'm a, a Jack Adam fan there uh, don't think he has too much to beat this year uh, Q card I don't know if can, if the course can win it at 11 but guys more so I'm really really excited now uh, for next week I know we've lost some great horses we've done we've lost this that and the other but I don't care uh, I'm looking forward to Tuesday morning and uh, I hope you two guys have a good week as well we echo that Chris thank you very much cheers Chris thanks lads welcome to the final part of the Cheltenham Festival Revolving Door Race Hour podcast I have said that it takes a little bit to say that but Demo is still here Demo how are you doing I'm doing good and we're we're nearly there there. and we have saved our best guest of the National Hunt season to last which is a big uh, thing to say considering Rich Ritchie is on this podcast but the Magurinator Dave Magurin is back Dave how you doing? Well, great to be back. Are you ready for the I Cheltenham Festival? I am indeed, yeah, just about. Good man, good man. Okay, we, we've got Friday to do now. Uh, it does start with the Triumph Hurdle. Deffy Desoy, they, I'm going to give you my view first so you can be polar if you want to be. Deffy okay. Desoy, miles clear of everything else. You can throw a blanket over the rest of this field is my view. Uh, he's a short enough price, 6-4, to four, but I think he wins. He's beaten nothing all year, has he, Dave? Six to four is city price for a triumph. Yeah. Uh, you look at Deffy de Sol, the biggest field he's faced since racing in England is a field of nine. Uh, he's won three times over course and distance in small fields at Cheltenham. Uh, I just can't help taking that race at Chepstow where he ran, he just jumped so badly over the last three hurdles. That day he beat Evening Hush. And if you take a line through Master Blue Eyes, Master Blue Eyes beat Evening Hush probably easier than Deffy de Sol. And Master Blue Eyes just seems to be a horse that's come and improved. I think he turned the form around in the race with the Van Bear. And uh, I just was so impressed with him and the Adonis. I thought he did it a lot easier than Daffy DeSoul. I think he's coming the yard and he's coming into form at the right time. But having said that, I don't know if it's going to go the way of the uh, English home contingent this year. I was really impressed with Mega Fortune. I mean, when they put the cheek pieces on, I was impressed. Uh, all season, we'd, we'd put her up. We, we were convinced you would reverse form with Land of Hope and Glory the last couple of times it ran. And uh, her last run, nothing was, ca- nothing was catching him. I mean, I, I was impressed. But having said that, uh, one horse that day, Mary Devi, there was 
there's kind of he was a big drifter there was uh, bad vibes about it there was a uh, word that it hadn't worked or she hadn't worked well but if you look back at her initial run she was heavily punted against House of Parliament dynamite that run and she drifted that day all day yeah uh, yeah she drifted all day on, on the back of reports of bad yeah. uh, bad workout but the time before that I mean the, the confidence they had in her when they backed her against uh, House of Parliament rated 113 and the flat and she won so easy that day uh, I just think at 12 to 1 she's probably Detroit value in the race uh, I wouldn't rule out on good ground if it came up land of hope and glory faster on pace he'll be there thereabouts but for me it'd be just Mary DV over probably mega fortune I think at 12 to 1 Mary DV's a uh, value yeah. keen, keen on the Irish Demma I'd be agreeing with Dave um, Mary DV has every chance 6 to 4 in a triumph I'd be taking it on all day every day um, and the one I've landed on is land of hope and glory um, sometimes horses can get dismissed because they have early season form and people can write it off and say you know all the good ones weren't out yet um, he still has close form mega fortune he still has close form with Papaum he's he's 20 to 1 it's a bit of an ignorant price and um, for a horse that's definitely going to improve for better ground and touch wood the way the forecasts are looking um, the weather should be okay and uh, land of hope and glory a 20 to 1 for me, Okay. The only one I'm worried about for Defi Desoy supporters is that Mary Devi because that first run, dynamite. Absolute dynamite. If it comes back and runs that race, it's going to be very hard to beat. So I put it between that one and Defi Desoy, who I think is head and shoulders ahead of I the just, rest. Taking the line through Evelyn Hush, I just don't see it. Well, I really don't see it. I think he, he The one thing that they did say about that Chepstow run, though, was that he hated that uh, ground. bottomless ground. Look, he's coarse form. He looks potentially very very smart um, I like him a lot let's move on to the county uh, we've already talked a bit about Tombstone already on this podcast today uh, he's in there at the top of the market here North Hill Harvey is the horse that the Skeltons have held back for this race since the Greatwood Demo you want to go first in the county yeah look Dean it's uh, it's never an easy race and it definitely isn't this year North Hill Harvey is the one that I completely understand his price. I understand why he's favourite. He's coming out of that Supreme where he actually ran a really good race and he was brilliant in the Great One Hurdle, wasn't it? Um, he was outstanding. Um, and the other one then that, that I, I've landed on as well is Winter Scape from, um, from Alan King's yard. Um, I think Alan King's horses have really turned the corner. They really thought this horse was absolutely class. Um, didn't run his race at all at all at Sheldon, but he's been put away afterwards. He's been quietly punted for this and uh, just to form some of those three wins he had last year beating the likes of Maracuja etc he did it all very easy last season he's been put away for this race he's on a decent mark of 140 and um, I can understand it's backing big ass to come back from that does it to come back from the great wood to run here Superb story did it, I suppose. Um, it's you know as I long as you have the horse the right. Trainer, like the trainers previous of doing these kind of. Alan King has done this before. Yeah. It'll be interesting if Paul Nichols. Uh, I know it's in the Supreme. It'll be interesting if Move of the Times stays in in the county. It'll no chance, lad. I'd say. Would you? I wouldn't have thought so, but he'd be a very interesting market. Oh, he, he sure yeah. would. There's no doubt about that. He would. Um, Dave, what do you like for the race? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go Golden Spear. I think Golden Spear very unlucky uh, at Lepsa never got his run in uh, behind Ice Cold uh, so I just think Golden Spear there's a big race in it and off its current mark I, th- I think he has to have a great chance uh, yeah, you would think Peace and Co the money horse now 
Uh, he was dropped fifteen pound from his initial rating after the triumph hurdle. And they couldn't uh, put him up after that gallop at Kempton, could they? No, they couldn't. <laughs> and it, yeah, but it, it, it was a gallop though, and that's that's the whole problem. It was a gallop. He's an interesting runner to have. Back he's an interesting runner. I couldn't back it, but he is an interesting runner. And if he was back at his best, he'd be off a great mark. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't rule out Mick Jazz. I think Mick Jazz. You'd have to give it. You'd have to give a squeak to. I, I really like Mick Jazz. No, I really like Mick Jazz, and the fact that they were even considering a supreme with that horse is a good sign for me um, I wish he'd finished second to Kilios Emery the last day because then his mark wouldn't have been as affected as it was but <coughs> he's a kind of horse that you won't get his mark until he goes and wins a race like this and he's got every chance yeah yeah I'd agree absolutely every chance is there another dark horse in the race at a big price we might have missed probably is it's, it's hard to know who gets in you're kind of yeah, you, yeah. You, you could spend a lot of time working on this race and, and for a run after run Remember last year we were all over it. Yeah. Golden Spears in the Soto County last year, day, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And God, he didn't get in. That's a bullet miss. Oh, like a <laughs> that was a bullet miss. Yeah, yeah I think Tom Seagal put up Golden Spears. And he probably is the kind of guy, actually, Tom Seagal, who just give a different nap to everyone who he talks to. But I think he put Golden Spear up as one of his naps of the weekend. He was one of the horses to take out of that race. And I know they told him. Yeah, they initially yeah, an offer they decided against it but they initially had it in for the Imperial and I think that I think the idea was to go for the bonus with Golden Spear yeah and they haven't run uh, I, I think he's gone to the his flat form at Galway never it, it's, it's fantastic strong form, form. Yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic form, form. Yeah. I, just, I just think trained by he's, a master. A, he's on a decent mark and he's on a you know there is a decent race in him there is a gamble sitting there and that could well be the one I think on the day I'm sure price wise will be sticking him up anyway um, alright let's move on to the potato race the Albert Bartlett uh, Deaf Duty Noel uh, sorry Noel Noel me would love to have him but Gordon Elliott has said that he's ahead of all his previous kind of novices of the same ilk at that stage of their career so Deaf Duty is he a banker? Yeah I think so um, I've been trying to look outside the box with this race now Dean for a long time and I keep coming back to him I can see the point where Monley he could well improve but Deaf Duty is just he's put him away easily enough um, as easy as he does it he's a big brute I also love the fact that a lot of horses have been beaten in this race uh, favourites from Ireland um, a lot of them were handy horses like even last year with um, it takes a lot to get this the horses that kind of tend to come from behind and as Gordon Elliott said himself he's going to drop them in and um, he'll come home best of all I'm struggling to see Death Judy beating um, I, I'm open to any other line because I, I don't like backing two to one novices but as far as I can see it, Dean he's the best form in the race I can't have that Augusta K was going to beat him last time I'm uh, certain that Death Judy was going to beat her and um, I just can't I can't see him beating Dean and I don't usually come out with statements like that unless it's a, it's a brilliant horse like Zabana or something and uh, <laughs> and but I'm just I'm very very keen on Death Duty I love him I, really I thought Death Duty was going to beat Augusta Kate too but everyone who I've spoken to in the run up to this um, connected in any way with Augusta Kate would yeah. tell you the opposite Dave what do you think? Well, they, will, they will say that anyway but, well, they don't uh, have to say that but they're I, adamant like. I think those over 2-4 and now we're looking at this race. Uh, Augusta Cape won, beat the storyteller. Was it? Uh, no, sorry, Molly beat the storyteller. But yeah. Augusta Cape, uh, she won over two seven. She'll definitely stay. Yeah. And this is three miles, and it's a grueler. And you could make the argument that Judy comes in here with probably the same credentials as No More Heroes did for the yard. Yeah. Uh, Funny race. It's, that a, it's a silly so price. Was that, yeah. It's just a silly price, and you, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a grueling race. Personally, I think Augusta Cape is probably valued to turn the form around. Well, I, th yeah. I think I'd rather back her each way and yeah, have to, the you know, the place at the prices than back that duty to win. And the same with Monolly. I mean, Monolly, 
beat Battenford, stepped up to three miles, won in three miles in heavy ground. You know he's going to stay and stay and stay. He's got to turn the form around in three and a half lengths from Navin. But this is that Judy's first time stepping up to this trip. And you've got to, you've got to take to this chinks there. I, I couldn't take it at the price. I mean, you have to look for value in this race. For me, it'd be Monolee or Augusta Kate. Uh, probably the best of the English would be Holston. West approach, though, as a half-brother to Thistlecrack, and a bit like Thistlecrack, only starting to come good after not looking like a superstar. That run behind, you know what I mean, Harry was yeah, uh, he's, taking, wasn't it? He's the one I'd have to finish second, actually. Okay. Um, I think he's that former, you know what I mean, Harry, um, he ran a blinder that day, and, I, like, horses dropping back, like, you know what I mean, Harry himself the year before, you know, and you're dropping back from that kind of a grade down, he was in handicaps, I know, but still, like, you're dropping <coughs> into it from open company, basically, mm. down into novice company again, he'll find this a little bit easier, and whilst I really respect Monley, really respect Augusta Kate, for me, the only horse I'd be worried about as a backer of, uh, of Debt Duty is... Uh, his best approach to okay I, th- I, I, I think he's form ties in with Holson and I, I take Holson there is each way value in that market the way it currently looks to me if you like Holston West Approach Augusta Kate Monolee, um they're priced up with a very short favourite there so there's a bit of juice in that market if you're not a deaf duty all over man yep. uh, let's move on and of course it is the feature of the week comes up after that contest and that's oh. that's the gold cup um, this is the race we probably talk most about on the podcast all year so we're now at a stage where we know what's running, I think, and we know what the market looks like right now. Where are we going? Dave, you go first. It's an open. It's, it's a very, very open year. It uh, is. I don't think you can be too bullish about any of them. No. Uh, Q card at 11. Just, I think it'd have to be against him. Uh, he was running a big race last year. It's, it's debatable where he would have finished. I think he would have finished in front of Jack Adab. I think he probably would have been second. But uh, it's debatable. Uh, at eleven, you, you've. You, I wouldn't be taking a chance on him at the price going up the hill. Uh, then you have Jackadam, second in the race, uh, two years. Maybe maybe been lucky to be second last year, depending on how Q card would have finished. Uh, with Jackadam is a peculiar one. I mean, he's won one race over three miles at Tiestes in three years of chasing. All his wins have come at two four the Durkin and around that distance. Uh, is he good enough to tour year round for the Gold Cup? I don't know. I mean, it's it's it could be end up being a bad Gold Cup. Personally, I don't think the likes of Outlander and Size and John. I don't think the Irish Gold Cup is going to work out. I don't know if I I I'll take him out of that race probably because I just don't think the others will stay a, a truly a properly run Gold Cup uh, race. Uh, for me, Champagne West is probably the value at sixteen to one. Uh, you can look at his early form. I mean, his last three runs for Philip Hobbs were pulled up, fell, and pulled up. Uh, his novice form was decent but n- nothing that would have indicated uh, a gold cup horse but his last uh, two runs for Henry de Bromhead since he's gone over there have been very very impressive now I know he's nine you, you're kind of saying how much improvement was there in him but it seems to be a, a different horse he absolutely ground Roy de Frank into the ground uh, before going on to win the Tiestes off a nine pound higher mark than uh, Jackadam did uh, the way he finished the Tiestes there's no question in my mind he'll definitely stay the trip and with David Mullins opting for him over last year's tour to Dave, uh, Don Polly. It's a real big plus, isn't it? It's a huge plus. Yeah. I mean, you're just, he's dismissing last year's tour to Don Polly and uh, opting for Champagne West. I think at 16 to 1, he has to be the value in a very, very open year. You can't even rule out the likes of more, than, more of that. Was he tired when he fell in the Irish Gold Cup? Yeah. Or, you know, was he, was he unfortunate? 
because he was staying on and he certainly yeah. looked like he was going to play a part previous races at Cheltenham uh, chases you'd worry about the fact that he bled there uh, but you got back to his early form beating any power in the stairs hurdle he's your known quantity it's probably factored into the price of 20 to 1 if you want to take a chance but I just think Champagne West looks solid at 16 to 1 for a place in an open year Demo, do you like? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, I did my article for Bet Price and I said that Champagne West, if there is a dark one, is definitely it. Uh, you know, he won that Taesis off 155 and beat him better than the year Jack Adam won it off 144 and beat a better field. I think it was a better field. Yeah, yeah you know, and um, he couldn't have done that more impressive. The big mention here again before I start my Jack Adam rant has to be Henry de Bromhead has had an amazing season. He's really shown what a brilliant trainer he is and just how well he gets horses like this chasing. You know, he, he just gets them jumping so well. Like just one example from the summer was Riddistan, a horse he got from a uh, Dennis Hogan, Dennis Hogan who was a hurdler. And that horse didn't touch a fence all year um, until unfortunately uh, his injury last time. But he won't be winning a Gold Cup anyway. But um, Jack Adams won for me, Dean. Um, had you told, asked me at the start of the year would I be this keen on Jack Adams, I'd have laughed at you. Um, I think this Gold Cup has completely fallen apart. I think all he has to do is run to the same level he ran at for the last two years and he'll probably <coughs> win it. Um, I can't have Q card at 11. Also, the actual proximity of that run last time, which he beat an awful field. He beat Royal Regatta, um, who, again, will be lapped in this. Q card might have hammered them all, but I just can't have him for it at all at all. And um, I think Jack had him 4-1. to one. I think he's had the best prep he's ever had last year. He went into that race with an awful cut, and it was kind of, at one point, there was a question mark, would he run or not? Um, and I just think at four to one, at a quarter of the odds, Dean, he's an absolute cert of an each way bet than nothing. And I'm struggling at this moment to see what horse beats him. Well, I don't know how much he came into the race with a cut. He'd, he'd, he'd gotten a cut when he fell uh, at Chapman. Yeah, prior. just held up his actual. But before the me- before the meeting, they were very happy with the way he worked, and it was part of the reason Valtteri <coughs> being rerouted to uh, the right there. They were extremely happy with Jackadam, and he was in rude health. They couldn't have been happier with him. It was David Casey again that I was listening um, to at the previous yeah, but, last day. But, but yeah, the impression that was given was that they were very happy with him. I just thought that if they got into a Gold Cup and, and they were happy with him last year, I don't expect to see. Now, he's a young horse. He may well improve. And as you said, we're, we're ruling out the likes of Q Card and Native River. He looks a solid option. But I think the value in the price is gone now. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but I just mean the actual the actual each way. At, at 6 to 1 or 5 to 1, you might have thought a free bet each way. But the way the, the way the market's panning out, I mean, he. He could go off about seven or two, and I it still think there'll be a lot more money. Cucard will be the the public smash, um, and yeah, Native River could drift as a result, and Jack Adam go in a second favourite. Yeah, I mean the fact that you've that's the first mention of Native River as we're talking about the Gold Cup probably tells everyone who's listening to this what we think of Native River's chances for the race. He's a lovely horse, brilliant horse, but just it needs, in my opinion, it needs to be soft, soft, heavy, and like he. He's very good. His cruising speed doesn't seem to be all that. And in a goal cup, no matter how bad it is, um, you still need to have a very good mm. cruising speed. Champagne okay. West has it. We saw it last time. Q-Car, despite me you know, basically ruling him out, he has it. He'll be able to go with them, as will Jack Adam. And I can't have the Irish Gold Cup form at all, as Dave said. And Outlander, I just, I think Jack Adam was given a poor ride last time as opposed to Outlander. Um, he was beaten because of, he was beaten because of decision just to sit him in and, yeah. and, and play it for the turn of foot when he didn't have it. He should have forced it. Yeah, he, uh, should, he should have galloped him into the ground. If 
I'd love to see Jack Adams sit behind Champagne West and I think it'll come down to the two of them at the last but again Dean as I've said a few times on this podcast I'm known to be wrong yeah no I mean Jack, <laughs> Jack I think I think we've all we've all got a positive Jack Adam has a form of the book West. yeah no, I think Jack Adam has a form of the book but Does. he has to be vulnerable in, in an open year yeah and at the prices you, you have to be conscious of the prices you have to be looking for the value in the race and for me that would be Champagne yeah, West yeah on a normal year Dave because I haven't mm. I've never backed Jack Adam before and that's mm. that's what I was saying you have to set up in these races with looking for something just like I I said the same with Death Judy you have to set up in these races where you're trying to get the favourite beat and that's, yeah, uh, and that's the way I got through it I can't well. see one bar Champagne West mm. way back to each way I can't see one with that much improvement that's going to catch even Jack Adam at the prices and that's why I think Jack Adam he's just a really solid betting he'll give you a run for your money if nothing else anyway and he has done the last two years if you were involved with him I, I think his prep this year is the best prep he's ever going to get before a gold cup so I'd be I'd be happy enough if I only had one bet Jack Adam if I got a slightly better price I'd have a, a reasonable bet on him I think Champagne West and more of that are the two that could certainly outrun Raghard 16s and 20s is a bit yeah, big, big about those two um, Empire of Dirt if it was to turn up here I know Gordon Elliott thinks that's the best of his Gigginstown runners which tells you what he already thinks about Outlander and Don Poli if you take him at face value Sizen John won a sprint finish Irish Gold Cup and he's a lovely profile I actually pedigree suggests he will get home and Robbie Powers mad keen about him so he, he's 10 to 1 it's not the worst I mean Empire of Dirt was really lucky at that race yeah he was, 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. he would have won a chance he was um, do you know what I think it is Jack Adam's year but if there's a pricey winner Champagne West or more of that will do for me um, it's a tricast all lads is it it's not a bad tricast <laughs> and look we've been we've probably been very unfair to Native River if he's in the frame and, no, yeah, and look no, he'll, he'll be very ground dependent no, I think no. yeah, and Mark Munley listen to this now Mark Munley is a long time listener he's absolutely mad about cue card and I know he'll be um, he'll be he'll be going mental now hearing us all around our cue card but, he'll uh, be on the podcast the I just, week uh, if cue card wins <laughs> I just can't have him now okay uh, shall we do the Fox Hunters on the fringes generally a banker for the Irish uh, is it a banker this year um, as far as I'm concerned yes so yeah it's, uh, hopefully, hopefully he does the three timer uh, I haven't seen the only other horse I've seen this year is Staker Wallace who could make a run of it he's not running he'll probably replace on the fringe next year as their uh, as their best hunter chaser I think okay. Staker Wallace looks like he's coming through the ranks but at the moment uh, there's nothing in England there's nothing in Ireland uh, that I take a moment I think on the fringe looks looks the banker material yep okay um, as I said um, already on this podcast we were chatting to Katie Walsh last week she'll probably ride wonderful charm but even she said on the fringe will win so barring accidents on the fringe could just be uh, if you've done your dough on the gold cup you can get it back uh, within 45 minutes that's not not the worst uh, way to go about it. Should we skip then to the Martin Pipe, uh, the talking horses, the storyteller demo? Yeah, look, uh, <laughs> this this is definitely not a dark one day, is it? Um, you know, he's it's he should have. I don't think he should be in the race. I think Phil Smith maybe succumbed to a, a bit of pressure around him he's because well even his form behind Monley, like that Monley. is that is like screaming for him um, you know I can't have Munley to be debt duty but he still deserves to be in the first tree of an Albert Bartlett if not win it and to have a horse running here in a handicap of 142 that arguably was unlucky not to, to, to win that day it's it's massive and um, I think the storyteller he's been back to Cardinally Dean he's now 4-1 to one. there's not much juice about that for me it's not the strongest race in the world and um, I couldn't put anyone on anything else Dean I just think um, he wins it and I think he'll win it well 
Okay, um, I'm not going to steal Dave's thunder here because. Um, well, uh, well, do it. He, li- he likes Pallard as well. He he's like. extremely well handicapped. He's the one to beat. Yeah. Uh, probably at prices, Tommy Silver, who a good friend of mine, uh, whose opinion I'd rate, uh, put me on to this one. Tommy Silver, I've had a look at his form. It's definitely his not run in this in the Triumph Hurdle. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a look at his Triumph Hurdle form, and stepping up in distance is really going to suit Tommy Silver. Uh, I, I give him a big shout. Yeah, I can see that. And the other one is uh, an improving profile. Again, the, this trip will suit Tin Soldier. Yeah. yeah. I think he does very. He, he does just enough to win. I think we could underrate him. And uh, at 12 to 1, I think he's probably he's better than He's actually been big, lazy, like kind of Don Polly-esque, yeah. isn't he? Do you know, that it suits this race. He really does. And he's won two decent races now and looks to be improving. I just think coming here, uh, he'll go on any ground I'd, I'd give him a serious shout again I'm beating Moulin Avant last time that's that, that is very very and that was fun. a well backed Moulin Avant last time yeah. the money came from yeah yeah I mean I rate Moulin Avant so I see that angle um, yeah very fair I think there is a bit of a block obviously with a storyteller and if he uh, if he does prove to be as well handicapped as we think he is he wins um, yeah Tommy Silver I mean talking to you about it, Dave I can see the angle I like him at a price Um if you can get on, I think he'd go well for uh, for Paul Nichols. Um, let's move on to, well, it'll be the last race of a rather long week. And uh, if you're getting out in this, I've done it before and had to, and it's not easy. Um, Just get your, you're in a lot of tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a few yeah, drinks. Hard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of old favourites in this that we'll remember from last year, like Sir Rock the World and Dandridge. You both ran big races in it last year. In fact, Rock the World went off a well-backed favourite, and he's in there around a 10, 12 to 1 mark. Uh, Dandridge is back for more as well, only off a £4 higher mark. And Starkitect is in there at the top of the current market. You've got an ex-champion chaser like Dodging Bullets. And um, Dave, please fix this for us because if we can all get out on the way, yeah. that'd be good. Looking at last year's run, uh, Danbridge was hampered, ran into trouble. He never got a clear run. I think he would have been a lot closer. He would have beaten Solar Impulse, I'd say, with a clear run. Yeah. I think he's been trained with nothing else by Artibor for this uh, all year. He had a nice uh, prep race last time out over hurdles. And off a four pound higher mark he's probably the he's probably the safest option in this race each way I mean on the day you're going to get five places uh, you know uh, I'd, I, I, I wouldn't put up anything else against it really ok Dandridge for Dave Demo uh, I'm out of a star connect I think he's uh, very well handicapped but again the price at 7 to 1 is probably gone and the one dark one I like in this not sure if he's going to run or not um, is the Henry de Bromhead trained um, three stars Um jumps really well has been competing arguably at too high a level but the win he had at Punchstown earlier on in the season he beat Baldark well jumped absolutely terrifically and Baldark has has franked that since mm. uh, he's a really improving horse and I actually wouldn't have Baldark out of the reckoning for this race either but I mean three stars at 25 to 1 Dean he'll jump really well being from Henry de Bromhead he, he, he could probably get me jumping fence as well and um, I just thought of 10 stone tree 25 to 1 if he does rock up it's an absolutely cracking bet okay I, I like the rock the world I think it'll go well at, Well, if those odds stand up I'm definitely going to have a few quid on rock the world in the finale uh, the horse I might just throw at you both before we uh, wrap up the final section of this revolving door podcast is uh, Lammy Surge is in here Lammy Surge yeah um, back in the running the <laughs> <less> <laughs> cash out before the last <laughs> yeah the less said the better dude He's going to travel like a good thing, isn't he? Oh, he will travel yeah, like a good thing, and I'm sure he'll trade short. 
that's what I wanted to get out of you. Thanks very much. Um, I think we are done, Dave. But as everyone else has had a chance and uh, they each got a day, you have done the final day. But what do you like the other three days? Anything you want to steer us in the direction of? I suppose uh, talking horses, you'd have to, you'd have to, what you call it, uh, go with Bellum on the first day. Another big positive for Melon on this podcast. It's just all be good um, coming from there, isn't it? Yeah, it's meant to be working really well. Uh, it's meant to be working really, really well. And, uh, you know, you forget his, forget the form behind Broken Soul and a lot of nonsense talked about a mistake you made and if he's, you know, uh, he recovered from a mistake. Uh, the mistake wouldn't bother me. I mean, and he's well skilled. Yeah, and he is well skilled. Yeah. Uh, the other one, uh, the Ryanair Uxiandra for Alan King. I'd love to see that win. I'd love to see that come back a win. I thought it ran a great race behind Undersoul. Personally, I don't. I don't think Undersoul is going to be at his best over two mile five, and I think he'll certainly reverse form over this distance. Uh, as long as he doesn't bounce, I think he's probably the each way bet in the Ryanair. Apart from that, I'm just going to wait until final declaration. Champion hurdle before you wrap up. Champion hurdle. Uh, Come on. I'm just thinking. I know. I know where this is going. Do you remember he's in the race? <laughs> I know where this is going. Uh, I'm not taking anywhere. I, just want to I think it's an open champion hurdle. It I, is. I mightn't even have a bet in it. But if I was, I'd say Petit Bashir, uh from the front. If, if it's ridden aggressively, it'll stay. I think it's a better horse now with the Bram head yeah. than it was last year. Uh, I think he reversed the form with a, uh, from the Supreme with the uh, Henson horse. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick with Petit Monsieur. Petit Monsieur for the champion. Dave, been a pleasure to have you on once again. Uh, that has been the Cheltenham Festival Revolving Door podcast brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Thanks very much to all of our guests and, of course, to Rich Ritchie for spending some time with us. Uh, gents who still remain with me in the studio, have a very good week. Hopefully all our listeners will back plenty of winners. And the best, best look to all our listeners. Yeah. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go to Cheltenham. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. At Cheltenham, 